Welcome to the Buddy Bike Gamecast. hate your game now you're making me hate you more i almost uninstalled it uh just for space because you know i like i was just saying upstairs i've got all the vacation pictures on my mm-hmm. iphone and i need to get them off of there but you know i've got 16 gigger so it's not a ton of space given the size you know i've got several gig sized games and i was looking at plans for zombies like because i wanted to install the uh the duck the the duck dynasty game mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like i could use a little extra space i was hovering over deleting that even though i was like well if i delete it i'm gonna lose all my progress and the reason why i don't want to play the game is because i've already put all this effort in and it wants me to put in more than i want to put in to do a ba- what i view to be a basic thing but i was still i i got really close to just deleting it anyway because as if to say you know what i'm not gonna play it anymore At this way i don't <laughs> I don't know if I'm ever going to go back to it. Yeah. I'm so upset with how that is. I'm so unmotivated to play that. It's pretty depressing. It's pretty heartbreaking because PopCap has always been, you know, the they've always been such a provider. You know, it's kind of like, was that not sustainable? Was something wrong? I think they tried something new and sucks. Yeah. I'd and rather like, well, we can't just. I'd rather that. give them five, six dollars. I would, too. But I don't want to give them $10. Right. And I don't want to go in and buy a bunch of little things piecemeal. I want, because I don't know what I'm going to want or need. I don't know what I, how, if I'm going to get screwed. You know, another thing I saw, it, I don't matter if it was one of those notification things or if I just saw it on Reddit, but it was like, during the month of October, or maybe not October, September, month of September, you can get uh. through the Stargates for half price. It was like they knew it was so retarded. They're like... Yeah. If we drop the price, people will just get through and play our game. Yeah. No. I'm sorry. What's up, You've Xbox? got some people who will just spend a lot of money on very little, and they'll buy all these little, like, you know, itsy-bitsy things and spend a lot of money that way. And then you've got the vast majority of us who we don't like microtransactions because we don't really know what we're going to get for them. I mean, a microtransaction could get you something that expires. It could get you something that runs out after a day. It could get you something that... When they add content later, it's already it doesn't affect it or anything. Whereas paying for the game gets you the game, and you can have a few microtransactions on top of that if you want to, you know, to offer cheats and stuff like that. But I want to know if I paid for a game that I'm getting the whole game. And microtransactions don't and give me that. that insert, the microtransactions are like it's not like you pay five dollars for a pass to get through all those gates. Yeah, you're buying it for that one gate. Right. There's Five more levels like that. Right. I'm not giving you guys five bucks every time I want to get through a dumb gate. Yeah. Plans for zombies. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the better kind game guest. Welcome, all of you, to our special <laughs> better kind. Give me something to say so I don't say spooktacular. Better kind scare cast. What? Whoa. Whoa. I'll think of something better. That's Maybe it should fun. just be the cast. I'm really frightened right now. You should be. You look terrified. I He's, do. His howdy think, pose think, is shaking. Yeah, I think I think you you've got the pose, but the the uh, the hip hands a little closer to the tummy. I'm keeping that like up you're, there. Yeah, you're afraid someone's going to jump out and bite it off, like yep. when you hang a limb over the edge of the bed. I still can't do that. It's it's frightening. To this day, I cannot sleep with a limb hanging off the bed. I can't do it, and and it's it's totally subconscious. Sometimes my actually arm, it's completely conscious. I'm sitting there going, "Why there? can't I sleep this way?" It's because I, the little kid in me, still thinks something's going to bite it off. Uh, for me, it's the blood flow rushing down there. That doesn't or help. lack of that doesn't help. Yeah, you get you get as my daughter would <laughs> Why call is it, it sparkles. Going numb? Yeah, 
But hey, welcome to the GameCast, um, the special Halloween edition. Whoa! Welcome to the world of tomorrow! It's episode number 22. If for uh, That's like Snake Eyes, but two of them. It is like, Or yeah. like four of them, four Snake Eyes. That's 22, right? That wouldn't be four. You could say that. No, I probably couldn't. But anyway, welcome. I'm your host, Corey T. Wilson, and with me on the right, reluctantly arms crossed, uh, rolling around the taste of cake-flavored vodka on his tongue, Mr. Christopher Genevieve Stump. You can do better than... You're going to criticize me now for all the middle names? I wanted Halloween-y. Oh, you wanted Halloween-y? Christopher Dracula... (laughs) Dragaluk. He's that Dragula, Christopher Dragula Stump. Well, you pick your battles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, yes, I, yes. I, I was going to say Frankenweenie, and then I remembered that they remade Frankenweenie recently, so it wouldn't be a cool, hip 90s reference. Yeah. Yeah. You did your best, though. No, yeah. So, um, there's probably a horror movie with a Genevieve in it. Wouldn't you think? Eh, yeah. yeah. Probably some girl that woke up in the middle of the night. When... I don't remember any names of anybody in horror movies except Carol Ann from Poltergeist and. What was Jamie Lee Curtis's name in, in Halloween? See, I, I can't even remember that. I don't remember. I don't really remember names of people ever anyway. Yeah, that's true. I'm not very good with names. I can remember is. their character more than I can remember their name. Right. But you can remember Carol Ann because all the way through that movie, everybody's constantly shouting, Carol Ann! Carol Ann! And then you hear like, Marble, Marble, Marble! Because she's in the TV. So she's all yeah. like, Marble, 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 Marble! It sounds like she's... Got like a muffled trumpet on her nose. Yeah, that too. Huh. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's almost scary. Nailed it. On Chris's right is Mr. Stephen J. Howie. Sup, folks. At Master Control, supping his folks. And that's how we roll. That's Welcome how we do. to the, the terrifyingly blood dripping, hair curling, toe curling, uh, ear, nose, and throat curling. I'm going to make a lot of bad Halloween puns this this cast. Now, see, you've said it. You to it. Yeah, you got to follow through because now people are going to be looking for it. I'm them. just going to be stirring the cauldron. That's all I'm saying. Oh. Uh, I can't, never you can't said it with that. No, you did say you said it was bad. I Halloween. did say it was going to be bad. Was that even a pun uh, necessarily? Uh, why don't you just. <laughs> it's so bad it doesn't even. It's not even really a they pun. They should trick or tweet us. Oh. <laughs> It was. I wish the. I wish the. Uh, the listeners could have seen the proud grin you had on your face while you said that. Like the hands up, thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, you. Oh, yeah. I pretty much imagined the thumbs up as you did that. You know. You know what would have been better is if you actually saved that until we actually started talking about. I would have forgot. I would have forgot. Let's yeah. be real. Yeah. Well, uh, we best be gobbling on then. Oh, man. It's going to get worse from here, folks. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about games and movies and things and mostly games and sometimes alcohol and whatever comes up. A lot of times alcohol. A lot of times alcohol, but we have a good time doing it, and we hope that you do, too. We're glad to have you. Welcome. Uh, Boo! Did I scare you? You did. Yeah? You did. I, I peed a little. Did you? Yep. That's let's my just, chair over there. Let's Make go, sure you mop up Let's afterward. go door to door and just see what we've been playing. Yeah, <laughs> just go to- <laughs> Bazinga! <laughs> oh, you did not just bazinga in We've already house. been over this. <laughs> uh, you need to quit that. Cut it out. Come on. Quit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Dave Coulier. Oh. <laughs> Straight up. Hey. Hey. Well, let's just, let's kick things right off and say, what have you been haunting? What, 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 what have you been playing, Chris? Well, I 
minus the one, the game we were playing last week, Guns yeah. of Icarus, which we'll talk about later. I was actually trying to find a new iOS game. Desperately scrounging through the App Store. I, I wasn't desperate. I was just, I was wanting to play something new. Yeah. And so I didn't want to jump into any uh, pay games because yeah. I wanted to do research on those. So I was just looking through free at the time. And I just downloaded, I don't know, five to seven that I thought were interesting to try. Yeah. Um, I was so disappointed because <laughs> three of them were exact clones of Clash of Clans. Oh, exactly. Well, Clash of Clans has been incredibly successful. It was a good game, but we've played it. We've done it. Yeah, it's over. I got through that. I got I didn't get through it, but I got through what I was going to play. I mean, you you can't really get through. No, you just you get to a point where you go, "Eh, okay, got my fill of that. They were so identical. It was one of them was you're in the jungle fending off wild. Yeah, wild natives. And you can use your gemstones, not diamonds gemstones to speed up the production of that tower you need to complete. I was like, okay, exit, delete, next game. (laughs) Next one was like a medieval, it was like dragons of something or other. Same thing. Yeah. Only dragons in medieval. Yeah. It was like, build your keep and then build a tower there. Close, delete. No, I don't want to raid it. And I just kept, I kept looking for games. I feel like, I don't have any yet. I feel like we've, we've, my gaming, my love of tower defense has suffered by everybody's seeing the uh, the the money hats that come along with building a like a basically a garden game, you know, a a pay to speed up time gardening yeah. game, which is what they all come down to. They're all Farmville, yeah, you yeah. know, that's it's all they are, and and even then, Farmville has roots in better games like I don't know, I'd say Viva Pinata and stuff like that. Mafia Wars. Mafia Wars. Oh, my word. Yeah, getting back to when it was barely a user interface at all. <laughs> I, I just, I hate that stuff. It, it It's, you know, babysitting games. You got you to gotta babysit the game. You got to go back every yeah. now and then to make sure you're making the wisest use of your time. When I first started playing Clash, Clash of Clans and joined your clan, I was doing pretty well, really low levels. And then when I got past the, like, newbie cap, yeah, I would just go a day. I would only check it before I went to bed at night, and I would go in and just everything would be destroyed and taken yeah. apart and just. And ruined. it doesn't really matter. It was just, but I wasn't getting anywhere no, because I yeah, couldn't. And that's, it's a stalemate. Yeah, and so it's like, well, if I only play this once a day, I can no longer do anything. So I'm right. done. You well, know? that and after that, I got to the point where things that were taking oh an hour or two hours were taking okay seven days. I was like, really. Yeah. Like, I can't check this for seven days. And then I was just, eh, whatever. I've played it long enough. I got a lot out of it. It's a free game. Whatever. I was done with it. Yeah. Um, I do have a list of things that I'm probably going to try still, but I don't know anything about them, so I'm not going to say anything. That's fair. Um, I think I will be picking up Kingdom Rush 2 probably this week. Oh, good. I need one of you to play that so that then you can tell me to I, make me go buy it. I've done everything and anything of Kingdom Rush 1, and... I got, God, I got so many hours out of that game. Oh, yeah. That even if Kingdom Rush is the same game with different levels, maybe a different tower, I'm going to love it just as much. Yep. So I'm excited to play it. Yeah. So, you, it's funny. The first game, you, you love every minute of it. You know, yeah. if, if you like it, you love it. And more of the same thing is like, yes, exactly. Yes, please. Yeah. You know. I mean, if you do something right, don't don't mess it up. Yeah. 
at the same time, it's good to innovate, but... And it's not like that game left you wanting more in the sense that there wasn't enough there. It's, there was just it, enough there. It meant it left you wanting more of the same thing. Because it was so good. Right. So, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know how that goes. I'm sure I'll get it sometime this week. And yeah? Maybe play it this weekend. Yeah. Well, go ahead and ring my doorbell when you get it figured out. I, eh? yeah. Eh? <laughs> how about I heard, that? I heard, I heard use the door-to-door one. Though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, so, we can repeat. They're bad. Yeah, yeah. There's a... That's a, that'll be a real treat for us. God. You're just you're staring at me with these glazed yeah. over like tired eyes. Yeah, that'd be a be a real treat. Well, don't don't be a witch about it. You you're know, being the biggest ghoul right now. Oh man. my gosh. Well, let's just ghost on over to Howie then. <laughs> Howie, Howie, here's a broomstick. Now fly. <laughs> uh, or something. Uh, what what have off. you been What have you been stirring? Cauldron stirring. Um, <laughs> you're repeating the things I'm saying. I'm busy. I'm steering the show. You ought to be writing them on a sticky note and slipping oh them to my me. Gosh. All right, Howie, what you been? Nobody playing? said anything about pumpkins yet. So, hey, saving those for later. Quit man. jacking your lantern over there. I'm not jacking and, nothing over here. <laughs> well, I don't know. You got something in your hands you're fiddling with. Oh, your your. I'm just saying. It was true. How he's how he's playing with his uh his uh headphones cord yep he's at least that's what it looks like in the darkness i mean he's got a mask on right now we can't tell what he's thinking nope he's got his big anime surprised face pop filter in front of him <laughs> yep howie what you playing yeah uh so i played a little bit of batman arkham origins on the ios device of really the iphones what what made you want to go out and buy that game i didn't buy it it you was didn't? free huh? free you say yeah scoff I... I paid full price for both of its predecessors jokes on you oh because of the jokers in them mark hamill <laughs> gonna uh no i was just saying the joke go ahead so i know why it's free yeah why oh, why it's not fun <laughs> oh no! Say it ain't so. The mobile version of an otherwise successful franchise isn't fun. Amazing, the right? Heck, you say, man. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it's you're. I I don't know how what the technical terms of it, but you're seeing the back of Batman and the front of the guy you're fighting, and you're just throwing punches at him until he dies. Really? And then you go on to the next guy. On it's almost like one. a uh, punch out one. kind of thing. Really? Yeah. So it's just the fighting mechanic of Batman and none of the things that actually makes Batman good. Right. Or the Arkham games. Right. Well, that's yeah. unfortunate. I mean, you can you can level up and upgrade your stuff and that kind of thing. So. That's not the crap I ever cared about. You know what I cared yeah. about in Arkham City and Arkham Asylum? The fact that I have a freaking grappling hook and can freaking jump on stuff. Yeah, you can't do any of that. Not, yeah. At least not the little bit I played, and it was enough to be like, I don't want to play this anymore. Now, so. mind you, in Arkham Asylum, you could grapple on a limited number of things. But in Arkham City, it was just like, I'm on a Batman all over this town. Get out the way. Yep. Get and that's how, I, that's how I rolled. I rented that one. That's the only game I've rented in years. And... uh and when I got home, I was like, okay, do I pay the $10 for the Catwoman content? Because it was kind of the, I think it was published by EA, but I'm not sure. They kind of held back that content for the online pass people, right? So I went ahead and I paid the extra 10 bucks on top of my rental cost, which was stupid. I should have waited a month and the game was under 25 bucks. <laughs> but, um, and yeah, because everybody was saying, oh, I don't know how you can play the game without that content. It's, it's half the stories in that game. Bull crap. I was lied to. Liar. What what are you what do you have Nothing. in your hands there? Nothing. 
What, what are you passing it to yourself under? No, I'm opening under your it legs. without making a crinkly noise. Is that how you do that? Do you it's do this spree. in theaters? Because if I walked spree. into a dark theater and I saw someone sitting with that look on their face that with your hands under your legs, I'd be real nervous about what you're doing down there. You never know. <laughs> it's a you scary thought, isn't it? Okay, that one was just kind of that one kind of fizzled out. They're sprees. Chewy sprees. sprees. You brought chewy sprees into this room. You didn't want to bring crunchy sprees. That's true. Yeah, aren't you stupid? A little. A little. I got this candy. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting this is getting really great. I know where I was oh, going. This is what stuff. else do you play, Howie? Other than Batman, Arkham, uh, just crap. Uh, this the the. Uh, um, the boat game. The boat game. Yep. What boat game is that? The one we all play. The Guns of Icarus row, Online. Row, row your boat. Yep. It's, a, it's a Zeppelin game, Howie. It's not a boat game. Oh, sorry. Please get it straightened out if you're going to participate in this conversation. Get it right. Get it tight. <laughs> so, yeah. Howie, this week, we on Tuesday night, we changed places, and I yes. took over as a gunner. And I was the driver. And thingy. you were the pilot. Chris, you stayed on engineer. I did, I did. And Jacob stayed on uh, gun- other gunner. And how he learned all the stuff that made him mad at me the week before when I was the pilot <laughs> applies to him. <laughs> Although it was kind of funny because I was consciously, consciously thinking I need to put the guns at the correct, aim them at the correct side. Yeah. But then naturally I would just, for some reason, steer the wrong way yeah. so that we would be exposed. With, yeah, the Zeppelin yeah. we had had guns on the left side and, and I was uh, exposing the right side. Not I'm on like, the right. Well, yeah. And 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 I kept yelling at you or I wasn't really yelling. I was like, "How it'd really be great if you went the other way cuz we we have no guns on them now." And you're like, "Yeah, you were doing the same thing last week." And I'm like, "Yeah, now that you mentioned it, I I know exactly <laughs> that's right." <laughs> we both came to the realization. Yep. Yep, we both naturally <laughs> went the wrong way every single time. It's almost. also funny that Everyone on the team inadvertently yells at whoever the captain is. Cause yeah. That's the only one you can bark in order to turn us more to the left. <laughs> to the left, Howie. We can't shoot him. Well, because the captain's the only one who can control right. what guns are but facing I mean, anything, but the not, captain can't see. You're not really <laughs> angry at the captain. You're just trying to tell him where to go. Right. But well, technically, anybody can be the captain. You don't have to be the pilot to be the captain. True. That's just the way we've done it. Yeah, so it far. seems to be easier that way, though. I, I don't think it makes any difference, really. Mm. Uh, I don't know if the captain gets any particular responsibilities over the rest of everybody. The only thing you get is the the captain slots, the pilot yeah, the slots. The, way the, more perks. Yeah, the perks, ter- the perks for, for piloting. Well, yeah, you get pilot slots if you're a pilot, but you could be the gunner and be a captain. Exactly, right, yeah. Yeah, but so you, you don't, don't, have you access don't get to those, those slots. You get one. For the pilot. You get three gunner slots. Right. Each class has three of their slots. Right. I don't think the captain the has anything, whether or not your captain has anything to do with that at all. No, I'm just saying if you're piloting with, as not the captain, you do not have those perks to use. Correct. What do you mean you don't have? Yes, you do. Okay. Every <laughs> class, engineer has the three. Watch this, kids. And the gunner has three. The gunner the has, three, has three. And the pilot has three. Depending on Whichever your one class, you select, you get one of the others and three of the one you select. Correct. Right. So, what does that have to do with so being So if a I'm captain? the gunner and I've selected three different types of bullets, yeah. and I go to captain the ship. No, no, no. You don't go to captain the ship. The captain is just a role that you select in the lobby. That's why we're getting confused. Now, yeah, because I'm saying it accurately. And you guys are way off base. <laughs> okay. No, it's true. Any but any engineer, gunner, or pilot. We thought you pilot, meant to actually pilot the ship. We that's what we were saying. Flying. Right. No, that's why I kept saying you don't have to be the captain to be a pilot. 
because those are two different things. And you don't have to be a pilot to drive the ship either. That's also correct. That that's what, not, and that's, yeah, what that's we not at all about. what I'm saying. That's but what I'm, I thought you were saying. Yeah, we were both thinking I that. I thought you were dumb. Really? Yeah. But now you know better. <laughs> now yeah, you well, know, tis the dumbness that lands upon thyself. Yeah. That yeah. was almost a sentence. Yeah. So that, that yeah, was, that was a pretty. Dumb so you sentence. can see, you can see how confusing this game gets for us. But even though that you know uh, what, five times out of seven or f- four times out of six last night, we got our butts handed to us. Not true. No, our, our we, team. We only lost three games out of I how th- many? Do we play five? We only th- won two. Was it? We yeah. didn't play that many. Yeah, I guess we played five games. So yeah, well, they t- we, won, they we won. We won all the easy. We won our first two. We when... only played easy. We never played a not easy game. I'm, I meant before we had the four on each ship. We were playing three and three. We won all of those except for one, right? So we were two and one, and, and then, then we lost we got two a more. Four, three and two. Or we we two won and one three. game of full, didn't we? No, <laughs> I bet we did. I'm sure the people are loving this. Yes. Yeah, this is great. This good, is all wonderful content. radio. I'm glad you all could join us. Now we're going to go over stats. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Thirteen point nine damage. Either way, uh, we it was that's that game is still uh, hella fun. Yes, hella fun yes. game, and we we're already making plans. Like, all right, when are the wives going to be out of town so we can just get together at somebody's house and just play this for like seven hours straight? <laughs> you get the Mountain Dew, I'll get the Funyuns, and then yeah. apparently the zesty Italian dressing zesty to Italian. dip the Funyuns in, which yes. still blows my mind. I I'm terrified and can't wait to try it all at once. It's going to blow your taste buds. Nice. My taste buds have led a relatively uh, chaste life. It would be nice for them to get a little action. I'm just saying. Yep. How how do you expect me to respond to that? I, I That was a little wheezy chuckle. It was perfectly fine by me. Okay. I'm okay with that. Hey, ask me what I've been playing. Hmm. Other than who's, Guns of a Car. turn is it this week? I think it's mine, but I don't want to do it. No, it was yours last week. He made you do it last week. Oh, oh, uh, what have you been playing? I played a crap ton more FTL. Oh my gosh, did I play a crap ton more of that oh, game? There it goes, Harry. I that <laughs> I like I like the I like the FTL. See, you you got to be careful. You can have that attitude toward me, but don't have that attitude toward FTL because I'll break a bottle and I'll I slash ha- I your have face. FTL. You'll look like an Italian American visiting Britain when I'm done with you. So are, are you more experienced at it now, huh. or is it still more? Fr- is it still kind of frustrating at times? Um, I'm doing consistently better. That's good. So you regardless the of the fact that luck is a big part of that game, the fact that every time I play, I'm either doing better or I know what I did wrong, or I can very much identify where I got screwed by luck, whereas before it was just kind of like, I don't know what's happening to me. You know, What's frustrating is that at this point I'm like, all right, even though I'm playing on easy, I still haven't killed the mothership. I've I've fought the mothership like three times. One time I beat it the first round and then had to fight it again, and it steamrolled me. I steamrolled it, and then it steamrolled me hard. And Hurt. so, so how, why do you fight it, it twice? Because it gets damaged and runs away, and you have to chase it down and destroy it before it gets to your fleet. Uh, okay. So basically, you go all the way across the galaxy to your fleet. And you say, and they're chasing you. You're like the getaway ship that knows its vulnerabilities. And so you, they, you're you going from system to system across, and then you find you get with your fleet, and you're like, hey, they're coming. And they're like, all right, you need to go back out and take the mothership out, otherwise we don't stand a chance. Fleet on fleet action, right? Mm-hmm. So then you start jumping backwards to intercept the mothership, and those fights are rougher. And then once you fight the mothership, it gets damaged. I saw it. Get destroyed 
but then it was like not there was no ending. So then I look at the jump map and I'm like, okay, it's traveling here now. I saw it blow up. Well, I go there and it's like half of it's missing, but it uses a completely different tactic to fight me that time and it just wasted me. Huh. Wasted me. And um Weiss. but what sucked is that round I was doing great on just the default ship. I was just I was doing awesome. And uh I I had like tons of extra, we'll say money, it's scrap that you buy stuff with scrap, but I had tons of extra money. And every time I get to a store or a shop where I could buy stuff, it was the same thing every time. And I already had all that stuff equipped. So I was like, yeah. I had all this money and I was, so I was like, all right, I guess I'll try to blow this on skills and up my power levels and things like that. But it didn't help at all. I needed more equipment that I just never came across. So that... That was kind of frustrating, but I knew what was going on. At the same time, my biggest frustration is I'm like, all right, screw defeating the mothership. I want to unlock the other ship uh, formats. Like, I've got two of the second ship formats, but I still only got one of the base ship. And you have to get two of three achievements listed to unlock the, like, different layout of that ship. And, like, one of them is you have to get one of every alien species as a crewman. And twice now, I've gone through... And uh, I've I've gotten all but one, and then I will go on a mission where or like do something where one of my crew dies, and it's always one that I only have one of. I can have three or four humans on my ship, and I'm gonna lose the mantis, you know, or something like that. And then the next mission, I get the one that I didn't have before, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Now, what do the other ships do for you? Um. They have different controls, different weapon layouts, different uh, systems, like systems and subsystems. Like you, you know, the the basic ship that you start off with has it starts with a, uh, a, a basically a torpedo or missile and a laser cannon, and you can get additional weapons and stuff like that. Um, the second ship you unlock has no. Uh, let's see, it, it had a, it was it had a drone control system, so it had an attack drone. And then also a ion cannon to disable subsystems on whatever ship that you're fighting against. So what I could do is send out the ion cannon and then try to disable their shield subsystem so the ion cannon can punch through and do more damage with that one. Whereas like with the base ship, I'd fire the rocket or the missile, which penetrates shields. And I'd always try to hit the shield subsystem because it penetrate the shield, take out the shield, and then I could blast with the lasers and take out the other subsystems. It's all about developing those tactics. But sometimes you go into a fight and you're like, all right, this thing's shields aren't what's dangerous. It's got two defense drones that are shooting down missiles and lasers that I fire at it. So I need to figure out a way to get through and take out that drone control subsystem. So then I can get through and actually, you know, damage the hull and stuff like that. There's all different kinds of tactics that you can develop based on what equipment you come across. How many difficulties are there? I only know of easy and normal. And okay. normal ain't, ain't normal is hard. Easy, easy can be, it ramps up really fast at the end. It can be easy, can be pretty easy, and easy also can just suddenly ramp up. In a, or you can just get steamrolled. You can just come across something that just by random chance has the worst combination for you to defend against. There have mm. been times where, like, I focus, you know, I min-max into one thing, and I, like, and the only thing that I really can't defend that well against would be, uh, like, early game would be, like, if I get boarded. Like, I don't have blast doors yet, so they can just walk through my ship all they want, right? Well, like, I'm like, well, I got some, I've got some scrap I can spend. I can upgrade my blast doors, but it's pretty early game. I'm not going to worry about it just yet. And then the next jump, I get boarded 
by like two mantis who are like like do double damage in com- in hand to hand combat, and they just go tearing through my ship, wasting everybody. So I'm like I'm opening up outer airlock doors and inner doors, trying to just suffocate them, but they're just running from room to room every time they run out of air. All right, let's get out of here. And I'm like. Ah! <laughs> It's just it's luck of the draw mid game, whether you've invested in the right things or not, and whether you're going to run into the thing that is the exact opposite and just is going to just lay waste to you. More often than not, that won't happen that bad. But every now and then something just hits that's like the key to your lock. It just undoes what you've That's kind of interesting that, I mean, they avoid the need for all the hard difficulties or the super hard difficulties by the luck. Yeah. Because you could play easy and get screwed and you could play normal and win easy. Yeah. But then you'll play normal again, and you'll get you'll get destroyed. Yeah, it's a completely different experience every single time you play. So far. And I've I've gotta have at least I you know last week I said uh, between fifteen and twenty rounds and I'm probably now at 27, 28 rounds. Because again, sometimes a game only takes fifteen minutes before you are undone. <laughs> and then other times it could take an hour and a half, yeah. you know. So that seems like it'd be a little bit more frustrating than it is uh, a nice thing to have, especially for someone to, like me. Yeah. I get really frustrated when I feel like I don't have control, but I never get to that feeling. I just I'm always like when I I will say my last time I played where I got to the second round of the mothership, the thing that the mothership did, I was like, how what how was I supposed to do anything about that unless I had this one or two things that are the only things I could defend against that? What I don't know is if that will be the same every time. Will yeah, that right. ship just use that say, same tactic every time? I was going to say, I have it, no might, idea. it might be random. And I don't want to say what it is, because if it is the same thing every time, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But, like, it was literally, I mean, it was such an onslaught of things that I had. I had an okay defense if I ran into other enemies that use that same tactic, but it threw so many at me that I had no chance unless I'd had one or two items that would have been the perfect thing to take out their subsystem that was allowing them to do this thing to me. Yeah. But as it was, I didn't have, I couldn't do fast enough. I could, if I'd had five minutes, I could have whittled down their shields and gotten through to it. But I mean, I was dead in 45 seconds. It was insane. It's a, but insane. even then I didn't come away frustrated. I was like, well, shoot. Cause what I do wish, I wish I was unlocking more things every time I played or like there was an actual progress right. that, that was more than just achievement. That's associated. kind of my point is yeah. it, it feels like you can't really affect doing better the next time you run because it could well, be completely by, different by the knowledge of why you lost i think helps yeah but i mean you're right it but, could, it could but the knowledge different. you gain is good for that in one instance it's not necessarily good for the next time you play no but it, it might give you insight on how to balance out skills where you say well i could get by with just putting a few in here but then something else you have to min max yeah like we talked about last week and it's just Either way, it's going to be a gamble no matter what you do, but right. maybe if you can learn a way to like broaden your shield a little and bit. And I'm still, every time I play, I'm still learning more things. Like, you know, when I first started playing, Aaron was like, don't use auto fire. I'm like, oh, I never use auto fire, you know, because auto, he's like, auto fire is bad. And I'm like, I didn't use it because I'm like, yeah, it'd run me out of missiles, right? But it's bad to even have on the lasers because what I found was I was going up against things with better shields, right? Well, I have different recharge times on my lasers. And so, I'd hit him with one while the other one's recharging and the shield's back to full strength before I hit him with my other one. So I started holding them fully charged and unleashing a whole volley across all my weapons at the same time. And then their shields would drop three shots to get through and take out a subsystem. Like, you know, I, I, yeah. I would sit there and just wait and then boom, 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 you know, right. just. You wouldn't have known that, though, if he didn't tell you. What's that? No, 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 no. I, I, I figured it out on my own and then figured out that must be what he was talking about. Uh. 
because I like I said at first I just thought you know I don't put on auto fire because I don't want to waste missiles because right. you have a finite number of missiles. Yeah, you don't want to use. But them, uh, but yeah, I, I you you start to develop those tactics and and real real rudimentary space combat tactics while playing this game. It's 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 a lot of fun. I got to tell you, this is the best Star Trek game I've ever played. And it is not a Star Trek game, but it is by far the best Star Trek game I've ever played. I, I love the heck out of that game. I want to play it right now. I want you guys to go away. Oh, well, leave me alone! Get away from me! Let's go ahead and just pack. That up, was my huh? daughter earlier, right before how he got here, screaming at us. Yeah, I got to tell you, a constipated two-year-old. Not the. That's a, that's a scary thing. That's a Halloween topic. Yeah, I felt like I was in a torture house. Constipated two-year-old. Yeah, it was. Oh, Howie, you were fortunate. I mean, I know you were here for the last round. This was bad. <laughs> you are a fortunate man that you just managed to miss that whole fiasco. But on the upside, you dunk her in a hot bath, and she's happy as a clam. So tightens things right back up again. <laughs> Anywho, that's uh, that's what I've been playing this week. But, uh, hey, since it's our special Halloween Ooh. spook notacular. Uh, we, uh, we were thinking we might, uh, throw, it's a slow news. I won't say slow news week, a slow news couple of months because we're right. You know, we're a month away from a couple of major console launches. Everything's kind of quiet right now, except for the fact that Microsoft keeps the like, calm before the Microsoft keeps, keeps like paddings, like non, non, what, what's the word I'm looking for? We'll say sites that cover mild video, video game news, but are far from sites that would consider themselves to have any type of journalistic integrity regarding video game news. Like they're not hallowed halls of video game news. They're just like random websites that have a video game section. Cause that's what people like. Right. And yep. they keep, and, and we're seeing these articles pop up where it's Microsoft. You can tell it's pretty much a, pre, a something that Microsoft wrote, sent to them and say, can you have somebody rewrite this and publish it? Like it was your idea <laughs> because it's literally like, you know, the the real truth about the Xbox, Xbox One, everything you need to know about the Xbox One, you go looking through it, and, it, and it's literally like, my understanding is that the Xbox One doesn't do this. And it's like a thing that they said at E3 it doesn't do. And they're like, this is a common misconception. There's a lot of misinformation out there. This is false. And then the next thing is, I thought the Xbox One was going to let you trade games in. This is completely false. Blah, 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 blah. And then I thought the Xbox One was going to require persistent internet connection. And then this is also not true. And I'm like, okay, what's true? What <laughs> what is what is our, our, you know, the things we need to know and not know? Oh, you know, what what don't we need to know? Because all it's essentially... All of the stuff that Microsoft has changed their mind about, but these articles it's also it aren't sound saying like it was the players. Yeah, they're they're making it sound like it's the consumers that drummed up all this bad information. No. When in reality, it was Microsoft that gave us all this bad information. More, I mean, the persistent internet connection, I think, was always kind of willy nilly, but it was a pretty wide understanding that was being defended by some of their higher ups yeah. before E three, and so. But these articles never point out the fact that Microsoft did say all of this at one point. They're always like, there's a lot of misinformation about this. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, and that's consumers' fault? I mean, yeah, okay, I can see. Get an article out that tells people the way it is, but don't sit there and hide the fact that they have a reason for thinking this. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be in any type of news outlet, you need to tell it straight. And the truth is, Microsoft has been waffling for the last six months. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and it's their own fault that there's a total total amount of brand confusion right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. So that you know, other other than seeing that kind of junk popping up in in the last this last hour, where there's still retail stores sitting on pre-orders, unsold pre-orders for Xbox One, there hasn't been a whole lot going on. 
So we thought, hey, let's talk about some scary thing other than constipated two-year-olds. You know, which is pretty scary. That's yeah. IRL scary. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about virtual scary. Virtual scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. like that's like getting eaten by a shark with an Oculus Rift on your face. Scary. Wow. Yeah. I wish I would have done that one. That one's that, that was cool. that. I, I knew it was coming too, but I let my guard down because it was just so beautiful and it scared the poop out of me. But it's so pretty. It's How so you don't fly towards the light. It's so beautiful. A bug's life. What? Thank you. What is the scariest game? My friends, what is the spookiest, pants crappingliest, pants crappingest, pan- pants crappingly mostest, most cramp, cramp, cramps, crampy? Cramps. What yeah. is the most uh, premenstrual game you've ever played? What's the scariest game you've ever played, Howie? <laughs> well, okay, if you guys know me at all, I hate nope. scary. We're telling you because if you, the gamer, want to crap your pants, you can play these games and proceed pants crapping. <laughs> Well, um, hmm. I, m- mine aren't going to be that pants crapping for other people, probably. Oh, that that alone. Pokemon Yellow, <laughs> Howie, that wasn't yeah. scary. Pokemon yeah, Brown, X and Y. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, first, I the first game that I really played that was kind of scary to me. Of course, you play it in the dark and whatnot. Was the original Doom? Oh yeah, back in the day. When there really wasn't like scary games. But... No, but there were. Yeah, but that 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 game got dark at yeah. times, and I don't mean dark mood well, wise. I mean the lights were not on in the game. Yeah, the game so, made you jump with things. And it was before up like you got really tired of the the jump out in front of you kind of games. Yeah. Now it's really kind of overdone. Well, and, and physics weren't even a thing back then, so it was it was a very floaty fast game. So when stuff happened. Any type of knee-jerk reflexive reaction was exaggerated in game, which only made it even freakier because you're like, "Get it, reget your bearings." <laughs> right. I I used to. I remember walking into the hall playing Dooms and like be like, it'd be like a really long hallway. It's completely dark. You know, there's corridors left and right of the hallway the whole way down, but there's one light source at the end. Now, of course, light sources were not 3D rendered. They were kind of like specific like alphas that were set on parameters, and you would just see a shadow moving back and forth in front of a white thing. Because things were just set, either they're lit or they're not. There's there's not like right. live lighting hitting them. It's just, right. is this thing lit or is it not? And they were not. And so there's like a white thing at the other end that is lit. <laughs> and then just like, oh, monster just ran in front of that. Crap. Yeah. I don't want to move. <laughs> I don't want to get close yeah. enough to that thing for it to notice me. Yeah. Um, one of the more recent games, and it really wasn't that recent, but uh, again, you, the lights off. You got to play these kind of games with the lights off to get the full effect was Fear. That was a I didn't pretty, know, pretty creepy game. I didn't know that you played Fear. Yeah. Until you mentioned it earlier. I yeah. that's a game that I always meant to get around to. I think I played a demo for on three sixty, but I never did get yeah. around to playing it. I didn't I didn't play a whole lot of it. Again, I am not the biggest kind of I don't like a lot of scary things. So yeah. <laughs> now Fear is a, more or less a shooter and yeah. a little ghost girl. Yeah. Right? That's pretty yeah. much I the think game. that's really the scariest part it's of the, the ghost girl. It's the ring with guns, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that was gonna seen, be my instance. I've never seen the ring either. The first time seeing the ghost girl. Yeah. It's scary. You played Fear as well? Uh how is there a game that both of you have played that I haven't? Well, my mind is blown. It's <laughs> funny. I have it I have the fear package, I think from last Halloween I got it for super cheap. Like Fear One and Two, but I haven't played them. Yeah, I, the one first time I experienced it, I, someone how else just started was, browsing. Right when you said that, I think he's going to look to see if there's a Halloween Steam sale. Yeah, there is, <laughs> but I don't think it's very good. Uh, sure well, there might it. be. It, we're still a week out, more True, than a yeah, week out. Right. True. I think next week is going to be the 
Um, if there was one. But we were playing on the 360. Yeah. And I was more watching while my friend was playing. And we had, it was pretty much just rumors at this point. Like, yeah. hey, this game's scary. You got to turn the volume up, play it at night. All the and then have off. your buddy record you on you to put your YouTube reaction video. Well, up. this is before anyone. I mean, that was this is like early 360. Like, yeah, well, like just got a 360. Doom three people were doing that. Yeah, so and that's but been it, around. it turned into we were just playing. It was like probably two or three in the morning. It's dark. There's like that fog outside. At two and, or three in the morning, there's also a slight fog in your head, right? Which doesn't well, help. And you're just kind of like we're just going through and like yeah, there's dark corridors, yeah, there's blood on them, whatever. It's it's a shooter yeah. game. Yeah. But the f- one point that I remember is the first time you see the little ghostly girl is like when you're you turn to go down a ladder, your character looks up and she's just standing in your face. Yeah. yeah. But then she just dissipates. Right. But the shock of like you like look up and like oh sh- yeah. whoa yeah and then she's just gone. And that image then gets portrayed into all the scary movies you've seen, like The oh, Ring yeah. or Amityville Horror yeah. or all these things. And I haven't played really scary games. I have Amnesia Dark Descent, which I'm actually excited to play, yeah. and I have The Fear of Fear 2. I can't wait to um, hear about that. But I actually I enjoy scary movies for the point of, like, the thrill of being a little skeptical, kind of scared, like with the yeah. hairs on the back of your neck, I like that adrenaline feeling. Yeah. And I, it's not like, oh, I enjoy being scared. It's I like the thrill of being like you're just kind of endorphins are pumping. Right. You're just a little more pumped up. See, I I see through I, – I, I have a fourth wall issue when it comes to scary movies. There, I don't jump at anything. Ones. Well, I also – I look at movies from a very technical perspective. As much as I love movies and I love getting engrossed in movies, if anything is even slightly off, I'm pulled out of it completely. It's the reason why I'm one of those people who can't stand the uh, handheld look that is commonly referred to yeah. as shaky camera. I can't stand it because it's pulling. It, it's they're trying to make it feel like it's more intense by having things moving, right? But or if having them breathing. But heavily. when you yeah, when you cross a line where it's unnaturally moving, like more than a person would, because believe it or not, we have a lot of equilibrium between our eyes and our head and our necks to actually make up for a lot of that movement. Yeah. So when you have that happening on screen and it's unnatural, I'm boom sucked right out of the film and I'm yeah. uninterested. I agree with that. So when it comes to scary movies. I don't get scared. I am notorious for laughing hysterically. Well, at, like especially at a jump scare these, to theaters. Those are the movies everybody that will jump and uh, and I just start. You'll hear my cackle across a crowded theater. I'll be laughing so hard. Those are movies that are like insanely fake. They're just trying. They're just trying to usually. Make, they're yeah. trying to make loud noise and something come around the corner. My favorite scary movies are the ones that are like true historical events that can't be explained. Yeah, kind of like if you've ever seen Amityville Horror. Yeah. That's like supposed to be a haunted house, and people that have lived in this house, like the original family, owned they'd all died in there, right? And then a new family moved in. Like nothing good goes right for the people that right. moved in there, and it's not. I mean, I'm it's not, a helplessness, right? I'm not going to say like I believe in everything that's haunted or any, any of that. I don't like watch Ghostbuster oh, or Mythbuster. Not <laughs> well, those are two very different things. Not, house hunters. Both of which house I love Ghost sincerely. Hunters. Ghost hunters. Yeah, House Hunters. Yeah, oh. that could be scary house too. Hunters. Oh, yeah, you get those overprivileged young white women. <laughs> yep. They're like, nah, it doesn't have granite countertops in this, like, two-room flat in, you know, South Sydney. Nah, I'm going back home to Jersey. 
Sorry, go ahead. Um, I was just, <laughs> I, I think that some things that could be true or based on real events that aren't explained it's your, your ability are a little to actualize more scary. it. It's yeah. something that may be impossible, but if you if you perceive it as plausible, right, then it's, it can affect you. And I believe that actually, I think it was Walt Disney, if I remember correctly, that actually made that differentiation. When it came to what is scary and what's not, it's, I believe, I, man, someone correct me if I'm wrong, you know, anybody who listens, but I, I think it was Walt Disney who's like, if you can figure out how to make people believe that something is plausible, they no longer care if it's impossible. You know, it's, it's that right. whole, that leap of, uh, of, uh, the, of disbelief, you know, the suspension of yeah. disbelief yeah. It's because, all right, this is plausible enough well, that I'm willing to actualize it. Plausible and relatable. Right. Like, that, that's also very important. If you're in your room at night, can't fall asleep, and you hear something like a bang downstairs. Right. You don't know what it was. You don't go down there and see like a thing of glass broken in the middle of the room. Yeah. You just heard a noise. Could have been a lot of things. Yeah. Could have been something outside. Could have been an animal. Could have been the wind. Yeah. Whatever it was. Could have been something that actually fell over. Yeah. But you don't know. But the thought of what you think it was right. or what you jump to the conclusion of, oh, right. that's where you start running these thoughts to your head. And then when you see those in a movie where they just put a figure, like a, a ghost figure, whatever. Right. Then you're like, oh, that's happened to me before. Yeah. I, I've, I've woken up in the middle of the night to something crashing. Well, and, and I've always, glass and I'm a firm gone. believer. There, there are a lot of uh, filmmakers out there and game, make, game makers who know this. And yet for that, for every, for every three of them, there are, there's one who's way more successful, gets paid a lot more money, makes a lot more movies that get a lot more exposure that don't seem to understand that, you cannot create anything as terrifying as what the viewer can conjure in their mind. Right. If you show it to me, I can guarantee you it won't be as scary as what I'm imagining. Now, if you just show it to me for a split second and then it's gone, that can – because then you just give my brain enough brain food to start taking it and blowing it way out of proportion right, and make yeah. it worse for myself. That's okay. Or even if they leave clues as to what you think could have right. been like. You know, like the movie Super 8 – which is not necessarily supposed to be a really scary movie, but I love that film because here you have um, you have J.J. Abrams basically emulating the style of like late seventies Spielberg, and it's marvelous until they get to the point where we have CG now becomes apparent, and like all right here's the here's the creature is what it looks like okay this is this is him a lot now and I'm like boy that Spoiler. ruined all the mystique of the yeah. entire film. It was such a great film up to the point where I, I'm okay, now it's just normal that this is here. And yeah. I'm like, that sucks so bad. Well, what's that uh, Shaking Hand movie? Uh, the oh, Monster uh, that's and... another Abrams film that would be Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Yeah. Um, you know, the, part of me liked it, part of me really didn't like it. I definitely didn't like all the shakiness. But right. um, it, it was very good up until the very end, again, where it was like, okay, we, we don't really get to see. You might see a little glimpse of it, but... You don't get really get to see what the the monster really is, yeah. And so you know your mind's really rolling with right. that. See, for me, it, it, you mentioned that it's the important that you identify with it, and that's what's funny is that for me, I have two very, I had two games um, that that I thought of when we were talking about this question earlier that have very similar. The there were two parts of these two games that had very similar effects on me and very similar styles, even though they were very different games. Uh, one was the first Thief game, uh, and I'm I'm really looking forward to the new Thief. I hope it is as pants grabbingly yeah, terrifying. About the first one. Thief and Thief Two are two of the most amazing games ever made. And if I'm not wrong, and I may be, 
Oh, I don't know if I should even say it. I don't even know Why not? Thief and Thief 2 are. I'm Nobody, trying to remember. Nobody's going to say anything either about Ken it. Lev- either Ken Levine or Tim Schafer behind Brutal Legend were involved with Thief, and I can't remember which one of them. Uh, but either way, master game makers that were involved on those projects a long time what, ago. What are those games? Thief 1 and Thief 2. Basically, what they made was a first-person game that was not a shooter in a time where there was no such thing. Every first-person game was a shooter. I mean, that's all you had to do is have aliens and guns. I mean, this is around the time the Half-Life came out and Doom 3. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All these games rolling out, Unreal Tournament. Everything was just shooter, 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 sci-fi, 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 shooter, shooter, shooter. And they're like, we're going to take this first-person mechanic and we're going to make you a thief in sort of a medieval pseudo-pre-industrial revolution, pseudo-steampunk, but mostly just medieval, you know, castles, guards with, well, like, iron, steel helmets, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're a dude, uh, Master Thief, I believe his name was Garrett, who, you have no armor. You are a little, you know, you're little and quick and stealthy. You're but, a little peasant. Yeah, well, more or less, but you're a Master Thief. Mm. The thing is, if you get in a fight, you're probably dead. You might, if you can get the drop on a dude, or even if you just don't get the drop on him, you might be able to fight one guy, but you're making noise. So guess what? There's three more dudes coming. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of that game was to stay in the dark. All the, almost every level was in the dark. I think there was a couple daytime levels just to make you deal with that added mechanic of, but it was, um, there was a meter on the screen to, to let you know how in the dark you were, but also because first person, you would just dart from shadow to shadow. You'd try to always, like, you're in a castle that's like a stone floor, but you try to stay on, like, carpeted runners so you don't make footfalls. I mean, right. it's there are no exclamation points Metal Gear style over the heads of dudes when they notice you. You're literally walking through a black and dark corridor, and you can see... There's like another corridor off to the right, and you can see there's maybe a candle down there because there's a little bit of light flickering. I mean, it's dark. The whole mm. game's dark. And you you go step, and you don't realize you bump into a table or something, or you bump into like a bench or something or a bucket, and it'll tip over and make a noise. And you think you're completely alone, and you hear someone who cannot be more than six feet away from you that you had no idea was there go, huh, what was that? And you, you just freeze. You take your hands off the mouse. You take your hands off the keyboard, and you, they're on your face. You're making the you're making the Kevin from Home Alone hands on the cheeks face going, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And then after a couple of minutes, you go, hey, must have been the wind. And turns around and starts lumbering off, and you're like, I almost walked right out in front of a guard who would have just slaughtered me. This sounds like a game. And that, that's like first level. It sounds like a game you'd have to play with good headphones in. Oh, yeah. Good, oh, like, yeah. good surround sound headphones. Good, yeah. Where you have the music or the sounds right in your ears. So well, you that's the thing. The There's footsteps. very little music in the game because the ambient noise is so vital. You have to listen to everything that's going on in that game. But the funny thing is, as nerve wracking and as anxious as that made me, there was one level, and I think it was in Thief 1, because I don't think I ever got that far into Thief 2. As much as I loved him, it was during a busy time and I just never got around to it. But um, they. Uh, there was a level where you had to go into a part of town that had been sectioned off because it had been plague ridden. So they hmm. just pretty much torched that whole area of the city and blockaded it more, blockaded more than torched. And you Quarantine. have to go in because there's something in a, an old cathedral there that you need to steal. And when you get in there, you find out there's more going on than just normal stuff. This is, this world has less rules. There's like, there's weird, like, 
you you see people walking and you're wondering like okay wait a minute are, are these just no regular dude why are they here there's not supposed to be anybody here everything here's supposed to be dead and then like as it comes past you start hearing like this like this horrible noise and you're like what the heck and then it'll turn and you see its face and you realize that ain't a person that ain't a person i, I mean it's it's pitch black you're in the street hiding behind a box in this guy's story, and you're just like i don't know what that is i don't know what that is it's gonna kill me oh my god you know and you come to realize this whole area is just infested with like these like undead demon type weird creatures but it's silent it's late at night there's no sound there's no crickets there might be a little breeze every now and then but it's just silence all there are just echoes in your footfalls sounds like a fun game oh man i, I kind of want to so, check it out it's so just... for the new thief do you think you need to play the first two no, absolutely not. Because this is definitely they've said it's a reimagining. Okay, they've said they've said it's not a sequel. It's kind of and it wouldn't even need to be. It wouldn't need to be at all. But they've made they've made another thief game. They made a third person thief game because they're like, and the whole idea behind it when they when they announced it was like, well, it was stupid because you couldn't see if you were in shadows. You'd have a meter on the screen, so we make it third person so you can see whether you're in the shadows. And I'm like, you have completely missed the point of those games. <laughs> yeah. The whole point of those games was that you don't know how other people see you because you are you. Right. That was what made it terrifying. And yet here you made a game where I might as well just be Solid Snake hiding under a cardboard box. You know, you might as well have a sound and an exclamation point over the heads every time someone <laughs> se- someone spots me. So that really creeped me out. But the other game, and I, I do, I'm sorry, I know I'm going on even longer than usual. Uh, but the other game that got me, and I love mentioning this one because it was a horrible game. It's a terrible game. Um, a, it was a se- pseudo sequel to a phenomenal RPG, Vampire: The Masquerade Redemption, which I believe was a Sierra game. Uh, that was uh, that one. If you, I, anybody could still run that game and play it. It was a great. It was uh, basically the Diablo format of like inventory management and stuff like that, but a 3D RPG. It's just marvelous game. Then came uh, same license, White Wolf Games, uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Redemption. These are based on tabletop role playing games. Uh, Vampire the Ma- Va- no Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. Sorry, Wait, I'm confused. Didn't you say the game was a horrible game? Now you're saying it was a Redemption good game? was a great game. Okay, Bloodlines came out and they decided to make it a okay. first person vampire game, which in the style of Thief was a good thing. In the style of this game, it was a glitchy, glitchy, glitchy fest of like I think it was Doom Three engine, but it, it did not feel like it. It was terrible. It was it was just it was so glitchy and the the engine was so bad but at one level they're like all right hey you know it's there's vamp there's a world full of vampires and werewolves and horrible things so it's like nothing's going to surprise you i mean think of underworld which i is underworld is a, to me an homage to white wolf games okay um and it's like hey this you got to go to this haunted hotel and and get this thing and i'm like oh great and I go into this haunted hotel, but mind you, I am in first person. Now, this game's been a lot of talking to people and a little bit of fighting, and not good fighting. This whole level was not fighting, and that's what made it great, because all it was was walking around this hotel looking for stuff and getting the absolute crap scared out of me. You know, the kind of thing where, like, I'm, like, walking down a hallway, and I, I hear, over here behind me don't ask me how because i had left and right front speakers but i spin around lightning flashes and i'm in a big giant like victorian hotel hallway and down at the other end of the hall when the lightning flashes there's a you know a little girl with like a limp head and like a hand like limp wristedly pointing in a direction 
you know, and then the lightning stops, the the light comes back to normal, and she's not there. Like, I could only see her for that. I mean, everything was timed so perfectly. And I was in complete control. It's not like it was moving my view around. Yeah. But the timing and the scripted events were just so natural in this level. It was it was messed up. At one point, you go into a, a kitchen, and all the lights are on, and there's a pot making noise. You walk over, and the pot's just kind of hopping up and down a little bit, you know, on the on the uh, on the burner, the pop 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 pop, and then just suddenly, boom! Everything it goes full on poltergeist. Everything in the room just starts flying around, slamming. The uh, the the flames are shooting out of the burners like three feet high. And I'm, I'm I watched the a video are, on this. You, did you? Well, I was, I'm hiding I was in. A, I'm literally squatting in the corner, hoping nothing hits me. And I'm just sitting there, going, waiting for it to end. And I loved it. It was great. I was looking up. I was trying to re- refresh my memory of all the scary games I've played, other than Fear. Oh yeah. And I, I just did a Google search of like top five scariest moments in a game. Yeah. And that was one of them. That where, kitchen scene. Well, it was him. It was all I saw was the glimpse of he walked in the kitchen. Took a step, things just started going. There's pots and pans and so much stuff just flying. He just ran through and jumped into this closet. Oh and no! Went and ducked. Yeah, I ducked in a corner and just waited for it to end. I'm like, please end, please end, please end, please now, end. Imagine. Because and here's the thing: I know that as soon as I leave that kitchen, I'm back in the dark, scary hotel. I, I mean, this kitchen is bright, the lights are on, but all these horrible things are happening, so I have to leave. But I don't want to leave because it's the only place with the lights on. <laughs> now imagine we talked about the Oculus Rift last week. Oh my! Imagine gosh. playing that with the Oculus Rift. This on. kind of game, I the think Oculus awesome. Rift could seriously. That's enough to make you. That's jump. enough to make you rupture a testicle. Yeah. <laughs> that could. Oh, oh. I mean, that. And like I said, I don't get scared easily, but it's no, just but certain that's... types of first-person horror which you don't get very often. Not oh, you know. And even imagining, it, we talked about last week of them taking that to the next level with like actually bringing in an environment for mm-hmm. you. And if you could actually, if you were wearing some kind of. I, like a chest piece or something that was attached to the game too. Right. Where you actually felt something like brush your shoulder. They have those have been around for a long time, those impact vests. Right. Yeah. And that that could bring a full effect of scary with the Oculus Rift and you hear those three D sound headphones, you yeah. hear stuff behind you, you turn around, there's nothing there, and you turn back around, there's something in your face. Yeah. Oh. And then all of a sudden you feel like a shadow run past your back and yeah. I I think that'd be Awesome just to experience it, but it'd also be very scary. Yeah. Which would yeah. be, it'd be cool. It'd be worth doing enough to say, like, never doing that again. Yeah. That was scary. <laughs> I shit. seriously, I want somebody to, like, go full on shining on an Oculus Rift game. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love the first person horror genre, I think. I just don't think it, I don't want it to be a shooter. I don't want fear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because I, 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 if, if a gun solves the problem, like an then I'm exploring. I'm really good at shooting guns. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in game. So, yeah. Something more of an exploring. Thief or like what? Yeah. Well, like that we'll was say. the great thing about Thief is that there was incredible action in that game at times because as much as you had to go slow, when you finally got whatever it is you were, when you found and obtained whatever it is you were there to steal, you're running. You're. Well, that depends. If you've plotted out a way that you know you can run, you're running because you want to get out of there as soon as possible. But at the same time, if you take the time to sneak back out as you snuck, snuck in, snook, as you snuck snuck in, you're you're probably safer. But at the same time, you're also going to have that much more time where something could go wrong. Yeah. So you want to just, I got it. I want to bolt because you can usually outrun most of the bad guys in in that game. Oh, man. Have you played Amnesia? Dark Descent? I've not. 
I don't I, know anything about him. Neither do I. That's why I was going to ask. Maybe that is because I know it's not a shooter, right? right? I'm, I'm wondering what. I know it's a scary game. I know it's not a shooter. Maybe it's like an explorey game. I think I've seen a video of it. And yeah, yeah. It seems like you're exploring things. I, I'm wondering if that would I saw bring a, a new perspective for you as far as it's not really like thief where you're doing a specific task because I, I actually I don't even know what you do. I'm well, not sure what the you, point you, of the game is. I'm assuming is. you have amnesia. Right, mm. but mm. I mean, you're you're, you're really searching. So you might you're be really searching for your the identity. Uh, yeah, you're really maybe. stretching the taffy, taffy there, Howie. Taffy. You are. That's candy reference. Why? Well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I guess. But why are you searching for who you are? And because you have amnesia, you want to know who you are in a weird dungeon. That's where you got left. Oh, people know. didn't get amnesia in the past. Maybe what we all should do is, is buy the game and play it. I have it. I'm gonna eventually. I'll play it. Yeah. Yeah, make it I'm sooner thinking, than later. I'm thinking this is the perfect I'll try time to play it. it. It's I'll probably Halloween do it before time. next. Yeah. Next podcast. Hey, best zombie game. Ooh, best zombie. Left for Dead. That's the only zombie I mean, game. Uh, Walking Dead. Dead. Left for Dead Two. Yeah, that's the thing. I I think I'd have to go with Walking Dead. I was gonna say for a modern for a modern game. If anybody wants to, I wouldn't say necessarily get scared, but feel really really anxious and a little spooky, but not have to play an action game. Play Walking Dead on an iOS device. What's that? Arma or on two. PC. What's that? What's the Arma 2? Oh, uh, uh, Daisy. 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 That's, really good that's a survival game. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's definitely a survival game. But I, I still, Walking Dead, uh, Walking, now, not the Walking Dead shooter game featuring Daryl and Merle, but um, the Walking Dead uh, Telltale, Telltale, not Telltale, adventure game that is available on iOS and PC is. Incredible! It might be on Xbox 360 too. I don't know, hmm. but that's an incredible game, and it's very well paced. And you'll get really get into the characters. The story takes take it's it's far and away the a story game. And yeah, that's that's I I think that'd probably be my favorite zombie game. As much as Left 4 Dead 2 is masterfully crafted. So can we say that some of the more scarier games are the ones that are less action and more just. For me, creep, hands creeping, down. Creeping, creeping along yeah. For me, hands down. I think that is. Yeah. Well, and that's why I love Thief, because you got the payoff of the action. Because when the action went well, you felt like a freaking ninja. You know, you're jumping off ledges, swinging off things, and running outdoors, and going through windows that aren't necessarily, they weren't your way in. But, I mean, there were times in that game where I jumped out a window and had no idea if I was going to fall to my death on the outside. It's just, there's a window, I got to get out. And, and I ran right out and then land on something, and I'm like, oh, thank God. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I say, yeah. I mean, a little bit of action's okay because you get that rush, but it's the buildup yeah, and the suspense yeah, that makes it scary. I think you said it right. If, if it can be solved by me shooting it, it's not near as scary. No. 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 Not scary Because at all. You, you feel like you have a good defense against it. Yeah. yeah when it's you feel when like you, you have encounter, no defense. It's yeah. when you encounter something you don't know is around the corner, and then you're facing it. And you weren't expecting it because you had no idea it was there in the yeah. first place. You're like, what the hell? I did a good job out of window. Yeah. My first time playing Halo, it was an amazing game. It was gorgeous and it was great, but I could kill everything in it. I yeah. was good at shooters, even though this was the first twin stick shooter I ever played. You know, uh, well, twin stick first person shooter I ever played. I was exceptional and I did really well. And so it wasn't until the last scene, which is basically you're on the warthog trying to race across the top of the ship to get to the launch vehicle to escape spoilers. And, uh, and that you basically, you have to get there in a fixed amount of time or it blows up. That was the first time I actually felt 
anxiety yeah. in that game. Not that I like everything to be a run from your death, but I think you have to be able to switch gears. If you can switch gears and keep pushing someone's brain in different directions and using different emotions. And I think what the best thing to do is if you're wanting to scare someone is to use different forms of anxiety. You know, have this be the endorphin rush of, all right, oh, crap, something's happened and we're not going to survive and I'm going to die. Okay, I got through that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there's this really tense emotional situation going on. Oh, what's that about? And then, oh, man, now there's this thing going on where I have absolutely no control over what's happening and I'm not really sure what's going to be. So I'm just going to kind of, I think, guess and go in this direction. And I hope this. oh, crap, something's happening. You know, moving that anxiety in all the different directions that anxiety can take you. But still keeping I believe, a good flow. Yeah, but keeping a Not good flow a, amongst them. Oh, that was crazy. Okay, now oh, yeah, yeah. you don't want to just hours. constantly make it left and right turns. Right. It needs but to if, be a good even flow. Paced. Yeah. Like, uh, like not straight up and down roller coaster, but a nice Yeah. A nice If you well find spaced. stuff that transitions well into other things, but you can, yeah, push the mind in different directions. It's it's the same thing where do you ever you ever have that moment in a movie where everything is super super sad and desperate and depressing. And then something marginally funny happens and you go, <laughs> you would never laugh aloud. It wasn't enough to make you laugh, but you've got all the this sadness. Exactly. Yeah. You've got this cathartic yeah. burst of emotion that's been pent up inside of you. And he comes up, <laughs> you know, and then, then like the tear that's been welling up, tries to run down and you wipe it away. Nobody's going to accuse you of crying. Cause they just heard you laugh. Everybody heard, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I tell you that guy. You know, it's it's the same kind then, of thing. And then it's, you hear a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's different emotions that are pulling from the same pulling from the same well, you know, and I think that yeah, anxiety can mean a lot of different things and you can scare someone a lot more if you can make them anxious in lots of different ways. You yeah. know? And uh, I, that's that's definitely something that Thief did really well. And like I said, that one scene of Vampire did a pretty good job. But other than that, honestly, I've been racking my brain and I can't come up with any. I've never, never has there ever been a, now let me show you my true form. And then I go, oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. You know, thanks, well, Dracula, for turning into a giant devil tree. Games like that aren't really <laughs> that common. The more you think about, think of a scary games out they're not very common no and i wonder if part of that is the fan base but i know a lot of people who like fear who enjoyed fear right well and 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 if you if it's not you know a lot of people aren't going to play walking dead because it's zombies and they're like i don't like scary things and so you're not going to set the hook on the people who just really like good story games because they're first going to be like i don't like scary things if that is a thing quick to judge it right and that's understandable but if you can you know if you can craft a game like Thief, which Thief wasn't marketed as it's going to scare the poop out of you. Thief was marketed. Well, I don't remember well, the marketing it's, material, it's but really it was pushed as this is a game that is different, that is at the time very, very pretty, and it is very, very different from what you're used to in a first-person game, so give it a try. Thief, yeah. and the way you described Thief, it wasn't ever meant to be scary. It was meant to be like edge of your seat thrilling more yeah. Than anything. yeah but the suspense Even, kind of turned and, and into the, fear. But, but so thrilling that the quietest moments in the game are some of the th- most thrilling moments right where you're and not even really touching tense. the controls it's you, really tense. oh man the blood is drained from your face yeah. oh wow and well, that's their intent was to make that moment happen they weren't saying this is really gonna scare this person it's yeah. supposed to be like 
okay, I need to step back, take everything off, and reset, figure out what's going on. Yeah. But in that tense moment, that real powerful moment, you you are scared. Yeah. And I, that's that's something that's uniquely created that I personally have never experienced something like that, which is why I'm so interested in playing this game. Yeah. Because that sounds that sounds awesome to me when they can create an experience like that from something that they meant to do, but they didn't try hard enough to make you know they tried hard. Yeah. And it just happens. I swear I hope the new Thief is good. I hope it's not a bow and arrow fest. Because that's one thing. That you had a bow and out? arrow in Thief, but it only served certain purposes like knocking things over or like you'd have water arrows to put out. Yeah, distractions. You could have use a water arrow to put out a candle and stuff like that. I mean, there were, time, were there times or you might kill a guard from behind if he doesn't know you're there with a bow and arrow, right? But it was never an action item. You didn't have time to use it in an action circumstance. I really hope they don't lose sight of all of that. Yeah. Well, scary is really hard to write, to craft. Yeah, I would imagine be, so. Because Especially trying if you, not to overlap. If, if you're trying, if you show that you're trying too hard, it you can tell very easily. Right. And and if it's not done well, it's it's comical, not in a ha-ha funny, you're making me laugh more as ha-ha, ha-ha I'm pathetic. laughing at what you just, yeah, yeah. House pathetic. of the Dead. So, you know, I, I don't think, <laughs> I think, uh, I forget who said it, but. Um, uh, Walt Disney. Uh, yes, he said it. He just, it. Scary, some of the Stephen King totally ripped off Walt Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Scary is some of the hard hardest stuff to write. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Tell me, tell me why? Why is since we're we're you know we're moving weaving in and out of subject here? Why is Stephen King's It so terrifying? Have you seen it? No. Have you seen it, Howie? I think I've only seen bits. I saw it when I, it was I on. I saw it when much. it was on TV originally, when it originally aired, because of miniseries, and because all my friends were watching. I think it was like fourth grade or something. All my friends were watching, it, which surprises me because most of my friends weren't allowed to watch stuff like that. But then again, you didn't get really scary movies on TV back then very often, because you know you had four channels in Chicago, five channels, and you just there weren't no time for scary movies. Um, that was it. I watched it again recently, and it feels like the 80s. Everybody's hair and is ridiculous and stuff like that. But as I was watching it, I certainly wasn't as terrified as I was as a child, but I still felt anxiety. Even though I knew what happens, I was still feeling that anxiety. Yeah, and, and when I look at Pennywise the Clown, I don't see a terror, a terror child-eating demon. I see Tim Curry in makeup, as Tim Curry is wont to be, <laughs> whether it be a big naked devil or you know a transvestite Transylvanian. Tim Curry's always in weird makeup, and that's what yes. I see. Like, I see Tim Curry, but I'm still, it's not even the scenes with him that are scary to me. It's the scenes without, you know, it's, it's when everybody's just sitting around depressed because their life sucks because this murderous child-eating demon clown haunts them, and he's not haunting them. They're just sitting around talking about how much it sucks, and you're just feeling so depressed with them. <laughs> it's such <laughs> a great movie still. I should read the book. I really, really should, but I probably won't. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's one where like the scary scenes aren't very scary, but it's all the other scenes, you know, mm-hmm. like the scenes when they're talking about, you know, spoilers, one of the kids off themselves. Cause the first half takes place when they're kids and the second half takes place when they're adults. And, uh, it's a bunch of kids and then a bunch of adults you recognize from other things. <laughs> so, you know, like John Ritter is in it. And, and it's, so that's kind of weird when you transition to, wait a minute, all those characters I just got to know are people I already kind of know. 
But um, yeah, actors, what are you going to do? <laughs> and uh, and and they so can't you, wait for the kids to grow up in real time. One of the kids, one of the kids had just could never cope with what happened to them as kids, so he offed himself. And uh, the rest of them, or a few of them, find out about that in the second half, and they're just sitting there reacting to it. And you just feel this. It's the helplessness. They're like, we had to all leave this town to get away from this horrible thing that happens. And it kind of stopped happening. And now it's kind of happening again. And we got to do something about it because we did something about it back then. But it's back. And But they're all just kind of just saddled with this fate that they don't want. So yeah. they're just like sitting at dinner just depressed. <laughs> it's just... just it's oh man, it still gets me. I love it. I love it, and I can't say that about most scary films because I think they're dumb. But Poltergeist is awesome. Polter, for the record, you Polter, are a big fan of Poltergeist. Polter, I watch it every year. I've already watched it this year. I watch it around Halloween every year. I, I that movie scares me in no ways, in absolutely zero ways. But it always makes me think. Also, also without sounding a little too kooky, uh, weird family history involving weird things like stuff. So there are certain parts of Poltergeist that kind of, kind of like hit me in, a, in an oh, odd yeah. place. You still have stories to tell me. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we'll I've get, story, we'll poor Chris has never time. has been teased with the tale that I've never told yes. him. I've told people. Yeah, and it has gone and come back to me from complete strangers. My story, his, his horror, <laughs> which is story. a very specific yeah. true it's, story. It's a, a well known horror story that he told people that told people that ended up telling everybody that came back around to him by a stranger saying, hey, I heard this true story. In a different story. state. Yeah. And in it a different was, state. <laughs> it happened to him. He started telling the story, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's – that's." And, then he's, and I'm smiling. And he's like, what story are we going to tell? I'm like, well, that was it, but I would have told it with a lot more detail. He's like, oh, no, whatever. I'm like, no, that's that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and this person, of course, naturally didn't believe me, and I didn't blame him. And I told, and I remember it was at work, and the power was out, and we were all sitting around bored. And so he just started being dorks and telling ghost stories. And he told a very abbreviated version of my story. And imagine trying to convince someone who told this awesome, or heard this awesome story from a friend that you don't know. I've never met the person who told him the story. Um, trying to convince them that the story they just told is true, and that's your true story that you tell there's no way to make them believe that no. and and i knew that i could like he was like come on i was like and i i just said i said you know what i'm gonna just admit defeat there's no way i can convince you of this and he's like see i knew you're making it up i'm like okay and he goes wait are you not <laughs> and i'm like i'm not i'm telling you the truth but i'm not gonna plead my case because i am so shocked that you just told me my story because, you know, it wasn't just a, you know, oh, you go down the road and flash your lights a few times, <laughs> a ghost appears, which every every city in the country has that story, right? Yeah. But no, a very, very specific story that happened to someone in my family with very specific details and all like that. And the guy totally told the story to me. I'm like, so I asked him where he heard it and he said to his buddy, I'm like, where'd your buddy hear it? And he goes, I have no idea where my buddy heard it, but I had told a bunch of people in college and this was, yeah, I was working in a different state, and the story came back to me. But I knew people well, that I told the story in college to who all said that they told a bunch of other people because it's their favorite, like, scary story ever. And so they've all retold. So I know that it does get propagated. Yeah. You know? Well, now you've talked about it so much that people are going to hear it. Nah, nah. Maybe next week. Maybe that'll be the Halloween cast. You know, actually, it's funny. You know, my mother, who was involved uh, in this whole thing, has always wanted me to write it. And uh, I've started several it wouldn't, times. It wouldn't do any good, really, because probably hundreds of people have written stuff on the internet about it, saying, 
Hey, it was me. I, was <laughs> I never thought about that. There might be like a whole subreddit committed to this right. story. I have no idea. Oh, I guarantee. I have if no you, idea. If you, I mean, if you Google, I've Googled it before. You told me what to Google, and like, there's Wikipedia's up there about it, and like, it has the same areas and all this stuff you were saying. But obviously, hearing it from someone who, every time someone passes it on, it's going to get a little different. Skewed, or yeah. they're going to miss something, or whatever. Lose, so, yeah. hearing it from the source. Is where you're going to get the best, which is where writing it would be. Your version would be much different than someone. Oh yeah, mine is exceptionally detailed because I'm blessed with having a ridiculous memory. So even though the first it ha- this whole thing it happened to someone in my family, it happened in my lifetime, but I was very very young. The thing is, what the person who this happened to didn't know is that we as children had a bunch of weird things happen to us in the same place, but we knew that adults didn't care about stuff like that. So we never brought it up. We were just terrified amongst ourselves. And so when me and my sister came to find out years later about all this, we're like, why didn't you tell us? (laughs) There was something messed up going on because we knew this, this, this. And, you know, my mom's like, really? We're like, yes. Then this and this and this. Huh, I didn't know about all that. We didn't know about your thing either. (laughs) You know, like we probably should have burnt that place down years ago. As it was, it had already been torn down. The place where all of this happened when the time uh, when I found out about all the stuff that had happened to are, are you going to tell a story? We, not right now. No, I'm really not. Let's, I'm fine teasing let's, it. Let's, let's cut you off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna okay because you're you're slowly going into story. Mode. I am. I, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I'll, I'll cut it off there. Well, I know that at least half of our listeners have already heard the story. Yeah. Uh, but but I'll cut it off there. And yeah, maybe uh, maybe we'll do that. If I got to think about it, I got to think about it. Maybe we'll do it. I next once week. once we stop recording, I'm going to have you tell me when we go up back up. For yeah. Because <laughs> so. it's easily it's easily a whole podcast because there's that much detail involved. Yeah. It's not just recounting a tale. It's literally telling you exactly well, yeah. where things took place, exactly as how it happened. As much news as we've been getting, you know, lately. Yeah, we might have to we might have to resort to it <laughs> with as dry as video game news has been, but hey, that uh that ate up a good amount of podcasts. I'm glad we didn't have any news this week. So screw those yeah. guys. Screw I, screw I those did, guys that make news. I did want to ask you guys one question about Nintendo. <laughs> One of favorite wanting to do cross platform third party support. So you can play Disney Infinity on the Wii against somebody on the Xbox. They want to do that? No, they're pl- they're doing it. Cross platform play. Who agreed both parties well, agreed to that? Well Microsoft agreed to that. And wasn't there and something that was supposed to be cross-platform before on on 360 and PS3? I thought there was, and of course it didn't end up happening, but I thought it was supposed to be. And then there were games that were supposed to be 360 PC cross-platform. I, rem- I remember the Shadowrun first-person shooter, which was one of the biggest boondoggles in the 360 lifespan because it was supposed to be the new Halo, the new the Halo Killer multiplayer shooter, but it was multiplayer only, and it was horrible. The, the physics were terrible, and... But they were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be PC and 360 cross-platform. I don't think it ever even got released on PC because it was so bad. But it also took a classic RPG franchise and turned it into a terrible shooter, which was just not a smart move. Um, But Nintendo, I don't think, has ever been anywhere near They're saying they're going to support that. So it's more more of... Will other you know platforms take advantage? That's probably not a bad idea because... You know what's interesting is if they support it and they... Get Microsoft on board, then Sony is the odd one out, or vice versa. Yeah, 
Could be. It could be. The biggest thing is that there's not enough Wii units out there that are moving games, and there's not enough Wii U units out there, period, moving games. Well, right well, now, and there's not a lot of games with you want to be cross-platforming. Right, but that's a big franchise. And also, Disney, I don't know how successful Infinity has been so far. It ain't no Skylanders. I know that. Skylanders, which has already been established for a couple of years, you know, is, you know, you go to Toys R Us, Skylanders has its own aisle. Infinity might have an end cap. Yeah. And they don't stock it very well. Sometimes they spread them out all over the store and you can't even really find stuff. Uh, but the Skylanders aisle is like the most well-lit, beautifully organized part of the entire store because it is it is a destination for so many young kids. Um, I, I I don't know. I feel like they really screwed the pooch on Infinity, Infinity by only letting you use... The only letting you use the characters from the movie, the movie property that they're in inside the movie play set. You can use any character in the toy box mode, but in the actual adventure part, the actual game parts like that are story driven. You can only use characters from that that actual play set. Like I couldn't use Lightning McQueen in the Incredibles city. I have to use a character from the Incredibles movie. So that limits it significantly, whereas in Skylanders, I'm pretty sure you can drop anything at any time and still do something with it. Yeah. yeah. And to me, that's the whole point of a hot swappable game, you know? But I can see Disney, Disney's got to be wanting to make it because it, it, it has a potential to be a lot bigger if they weren't so finicky about their brand confusion. You know, I got to believe that's a Disney thing. I got to believe that's not coming from... Uh, that's not coming from the developers. I got to believe that's a Disney thing where you can't put our brands into our other brands. But it's like, well, why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Toy box mode. But that's a that's a that's yeah, that's a game mode and it's important, but it's secondary, you know? If we can't use them in the play sets, what's the point? So it might be them leaning on Nintendo going, Hey, you scratch our back, we'll be automatically well, scratching your not back. Just Disney comparison. Infinity. It's a couple other indie games. Really? Uh, Pure Chess and uh, Cube Man 2, which I don't know anything about. Either no, but those. those are small. I, you got to think those are small enough that, that that's a bigger point. Yeah. When they're when they're entertaining letting smaller games do that. Right. That's wacky. Because you know what, Nintendo, not a reputation for being very internet friendly or dare I even say internet savvy. Well, And that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. Because I think this might have bigger implications in the long run, potentially for Nintendo. It it could, but I'm still gonna say too little, too late. I, I think I don't. I don't. We'll I don't have to happen, be right. But... I'm not. I'm not saying I'm confident <laughs> on that, but I, I feel like it's too little, too late. Well, it it almost seems like they're grasping for something to. That's not that big of a grasp. But, well, I would say for another company, that's not that big of a grasp. From a gamer's perspective, that's not too much to ask for. Right. If we're connecting, is, if we're if we're connecting to a developer's servers. Screw you guys and your and your exclusive licensing. Licensing. Let players play together, yeah. provided there's not other technical issues that are involved, which I'm sure that 90 percent of the time there are. But in this case, in Nintendo's case, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. But I feel like they could be a more drastic move. Would be the thing that everybody's been asking for forever, which is to make games for other platforms. <laughs> As a, can you make Nintendo games for the rest of us, please? Your games are pretty good most of the time. It's just that. Everyone else's games for you are terrible or not there. Yep. So, well, that's that's an interesting note. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. It was pretty scary, so that's why that's I brought it up. Terrifying. Thank you, Howie. Yeah. We, we thank you. So, <laughs> that's great. I just got a I got a text from my sister in law. Says in a class can't FaceTime. I'm going to say 
in a podcast can FaceTime. Don't want to. Oh. Dag, yo. Man. How scary is that? <laughs> I'm, yeah, shaking. Her, her and my mother both, whenever Kathy tries to FaceTime from the iPad, then text me to tell me that they can't right now. Because it says it's from Corey. Good. I, I guess, but the fact of the matter is, what they both should know is that it is never me. <laughs> Ever. It's never They're me. They're probably replying that somehow into a I don't text and... think so. Well, I don't know. With my sister-in-law, I would give her half the benefit of the doubt. My mother, no. My mother doesn't know inter- interoperability things. She yeah. just go to text message app type things and blah. Blurg. Hey, emails. Blarg. It's time for emails. <laughs> or should I say squeal mails? Nice. No? Yeah? We haven't done one in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to an email, the email portion where we answer your questions and concerns. If you would like to send us one of them things, or if you want to correct us on any of the wild things that I might have said out of turn tonight, please uh, email Howler us. Howler at-, at us. Holla. Howler. Howler at us. Oh. That one wasn't Yeah, screech at us. Uh, Why don't you just, uh, you know what? Full on just uh, Beller. Beller. Do it from the diaphragm. Mm -hmm. Give out a good Beller. Beller at us. Email uh, us at gamecast at betterkind.com. Once again, that is gamecast at betterkind.com. I won't say it a third time because I'm not an infomercial. But I will tell you that you can can tweet us at betterkind.com. That's the name. You think, you, think, you think there's something else to say? There's not. At BetterKind, that's the name. Tweet us up. Follow us. Go to our Facebook page, Facebook slash BetterKind, Facebook.com slash BetterKind. Yes. The dot com is sort of vital in that process. Uh, and and like us, share us, uh, you know, be belligerent or worship the ground we walk on. We just love attention in general. And that's great. Positive but or negative. We have, uh, we have a couple of emails, and it, it is time for the, the old segment. We've gotten away from it, but we're back. <laughs> the Sir Stromulus question of the week. <laughs> he's got two. Two. He's making up for lost time. Well, for last we week. had an email that got lost in the in the digital mire yeah. last week for whatever reason. Well, that he now arrived. On, on his first one, he, he did have a comment. Uh, uh, Pokemon X and Y are amazing. That's, uh, that's unfortunate. <sighs> He said, "Are amazing." So, Pokemon that's, X and Y. That's are the amazing, scariest yeah. thing I've heard all night. Did he There's, buy? Are those two different games, or is is that one, two games on one? He wrote card? Pokemon X and Y are amazing. That's great. He spelled yeah. X and. You'll y notice wrong. that once he when he was up here visiting, <laughs> when he was up here visiting, you you were at your yes. house and you were showering and getting ready to yeah, come over. I do that. I had showered and come down. We were waiting on Josh to wake up, and Garrick just left and went to Walmart. Yep, but I didn't know where he'd gone because I came down like Garrett. Did he just leave to go to get Starbucks? What did he do? And he comes back with Pokemon. He went to get it day one yep. for his little 3ds, his little Zelda themed 3ds, which is pretty cool looking. Admittedly, he's like yeah, kind of you got to meet. He's you, got the Zelda. You saw 3DS. Sir Stromulus. Are you kidding? He's been to his house a couple times. I've never seen Sir Stromulus. No, we need to. We need to rectify that. I wonder well, if we could get him to come up that I wonder weekend. If, I wonder if he'd have the on. Well, he would have the honor of meeting me, probably. Yeah, he would back, love that. Back back to his qu- question. His namer. Yeah, I knighted him. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> what games would Actually, you consider to his, find their wait, wait, corresponding? Before we, before we do that, before we do that, I got more, more things to talk. Before about. we do that, I have to make the. <laughs> we just spun his <laughs> mic around in defiance. Uh, before we do that, you did not knight him. Because as I recall, his AOL screen name, and I'm going to give it out, Strom, because I don't think you use it anymore. His his AOL and Messenger screen name way back in like 1998, Knighted 41. 
Okay, you knew what I meant. I know, but he knighted himself. He was. He you was, can't knight yourself. Uh, he totally did. You Forty-one can. times, apparently. You can. <laughs> Luckily, knighted not forty-two, because then we'd two. be in trouble. And, and it's, it's turnabout's fair play. My screen name on AOL is the messenger, and actual AOL before that was even a thing uh, was just Corey T. C u r e y t. It wasn't originally. Originally, it was Chico Loco. And I was like, Chico Loco is a dumb name. I'm a year older and more mature and a teenager, and I now realize that I was dumb a year ago. So I'm just going to try to get my name. And people call a lot of people called me Corey T. And so I'm like, I try to get it, and I'm like, it won't be available. Oh, it totally was because the internet wasn't that big back then. Ten minutes later, I get an instant message from a total stranger going, "Man, I totally wanted that name, but you already took it." And I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, man, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but I totally only got it ten minutes ago too." He's like, "Man," I imagine that's what he sounded like. It was all caps. Yeah, but uh, yeah, kinda, I've got an email like that before. <laughs> yeah, you totally just took that. You, to- yeah, you? you totally ninjaed that before that was even a term. Are you Chris A. Stump too? <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm from the future. <laughs> I'm you. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So anyway, Sir Stromulus writes in, and Howie's just bursting to read it a second time. I'm just going to read what I hadn't read before. <laughs> no one will yeah, know. 70s. 70s. Yep. Yep. It's been warm. Uh, what it's kind of fun. games do you... Uh, let me start over again. Okay. Yeah. What, ki- what games would you consider to find their corresponding decades starting in the 70s? In the 1870s? Uh, Quidditch. Quidditch? I meant cribbage. Quidditch <laughs> being a game you fly on around flying around on broomsticks with magic balls. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Quibbage. Crip cribbage. Quib quidditch bidge. Nineteen seventies. bidgeon. Oh, nineteen seventies. I think I think the first real game that you have to consider is Pong. It's gotta be Pong. Yeah. In the seventies, I mean I don't care what other games there were. I don't you know, the the games bef- the the few games before Pong and the few games after it. Pong was the one that was like the console showing up in like soda fountains and, you know, crap like that, where kids were actually sitting around on TVs playing Pong first. And no, it wasn't that widespread, but it got the attention. You know, it was it was the thing that got got the attention at the time. So I say I say Pong. Chris, you want to weigh in on this? Uh, (laughs) When I was I mean, what I was playing in the 70s, mostly Pong. Yeah. Um, Around the inside of a testicle. <laughs> not even. <laughs> yeah, no, not even. Not, really. for, not for a couple more decades. <laughs> well, I don't know. You, you could have been floating it around there for a while. Yeah. You, might have, you might have escaped the release. Welcome to the anatomy cast. Yeah. Welcome to We Talk About Chris's Dad's Anatomy yes. cast. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, 80s. <laughs> you know, it's hard not to just say Super Mario Brothers. Because I feel like that's the game that that's, changed that's everything. That's where I would go. I mean, myself. in the 80s, you could say Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Pole Position. You can name all these super, super important games. But the game that seemed to be the linchpin that changed everything, especially because, you know, console games, there have been the big video game crash where console games just fell out of popularity. They were, no, they were a fad and they went away. And arcades were getting already making less money. And then the Nintendo Entertainment System hit, packed in with uh, Super Mario Brothers. And it changed everything, and it's been changed since. It's been the way that that changed things. It's not gone a different direction. Right. And I, I got to say, Super Mario Brothers had to define the 80s. You know, it, it may not be like the, the 80s-ist game. Like, I'm sure there's... Breakout? I'm sure there's a game... Breakout is another great game. I'm sure there was probably a version of Breakout in the 70s, but I don't know how widespread it would have been. But 
You know, I mean, I'm sure you could find a game that like featured like like a dog wearing See, sunglasses riding a skateboard that actually feels more 80s than Super Mario Brothers. Think, but Super Mario uh, Brothers defined. See, this is I think the 80s is a really tough tough decade to to really go go with because there's so much development between the early 80s and the the late 80s. Right. I mean, because you have all the Atari stuff. Oh yeah. That came in uh late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, early 80s. You know, so you, you had like Space Invaders and, you know, all those, you know, excuse me, all those games that went along with there. But, yeah, I think for us, it definitely was Mario. But I think if you ask somebody else who might be a little older than us, it, it might not be. Well, I got to th- I got to think, though, if I, I, I think a lot of people would come down on the same side of the line if they're people who've kept with modern gaming through it since then if you have people who are into classic gaming and they're like man i spent all of my teenage years in the arcades man pumping quarters into burger time and stuff like that yeah they might have a nostalgia for that but i'm trying to leave nostalgia out of it because first off i have no desire to go back and play super mario brothers one i played a lot of it back then and i enjoyed it i have no desire to go back and play any more of it it's not like if you put a super mario brothers one uh nintendo play 10 machine in the next room that i'd want to go in and play it but there's a lot of arcade games. You could, you, if you're Burger Time in there, I go right and play some Burger Time. But it's not. I'm not remembering it like. A lot. Oh, you, so you're saying leave nostalgia out of it completely. I'm saying leave nostalgia out of it and look at which ones actually influence the industry the most. And I gotta believe that's Super Mario Brothers. Because I mean, side scrollers were not that popular, and after Super Mario Brothers, everything was a side scroller. Right. You know. Um, Even talked about Contra last week. Platforming was not that popular, but after Super Mario Brothers, huge. I mean, it, they didn't invent any of these things, but it made it. And, and the whole. And I'm sorry, Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers led to consoles being what they are. It was most people's most people's first game because the Nintendo outsold all the consoles before it by right. factors of many. Right. You know. And it was my, it, I'd had a 2600 before we bought off a dude at my church. I think when he got married, his wife made him get rid of it. And so we got it <laughs> well, for cheap. Well, that's the difference between the, the, the later generation, which I was talking about, yeah. why they might have a different perspective. Right. But uh, but is that later generation still into modern games? Do they, do they listen to gaming podcasts? You know, have they followed it since that point? You know, as cl- I'm not old enough to say I follow video games from their inception, but I'm awfully darn close, right? But, yeah, but I think we're the first generation where we we've gotten past the I'm I'm a kid, so I'm not a kid anymore, so I have to get rid of video games, right? To where now I'm an adult and I still play video games, right? And so I don't know, I I would re- I, I don't. I, I would personally take the word over somebody who still follows it and has experienced as much of it as they can than somebody who's okay. That's what they played and. They say it was that. But I'm going to say, if we're going to talk about it from the perspective of a modern gamer and what modern gaming has become, I'm nailing it to Super Mario. I'm freaking I'm no, Martin Luther in that thing to the church door. That's what we're going That's from. church, yo. All that's right, our so, perspective. That's, yeah. It's so my 80s. perspective. I think most people that would be listening's perspective. They, they might not agree, but I think we're, that's the group of people we're yeah, So 80s, we're saying, okay, Pong, 70s, 80s. Now, you were playing Super Devil's Mario. Advocate, but I'm assuming you don't totally disagree with Super Mario Bros. Oh, no, no, I, I agree with Super Mario yeah. Bros. That's what I would choose myself. Yeah. But yeah, but I was playing Devil's Advocate. So he was speaking on. on my behalf of what I would choose. <laughs> that's true. Now, we get 90s, to the 90s, yes. and Chris is almost I, able to participate. I am now born. <laughs> so mid-90s, I am actually playing games. Yeah. You were born in the mid-90s? No, I said I'm born in the '90s, so now I'm. I was playing games. Mid '90s, mid '90s, I was playing Peekaboo. Uh, got your nose, <laughs> Fluffy. <laughs> What's Fluffy? 
I don't want, hide and seek. I don't want to know what Only in the dark. <laughs> hide and seek in the dark is fluff. I you would want everything no, to be fluffy if you hide and seek it's in the dark. Through the house. You just don't want to play fluffy. All you can't turn lights on. So you we would go hide oh. in like the st- like rooms that are storage rooms just boxes. Right. And, See, you'll I never had, get found. I had one sibling in my house and she had no desire to play with me after we were older than like 4 or 5. I was older than 4 or 5. So we never did things like that, but I had friends who would tell me they would do that. And they had the greatest story how they had three guys from Kenya who were staying with them for a month and they just and they usually play this hide and seek game that you call fluffy. And so they did it with these guys and their young son was only I think he was like four or five. And he's like, It's not fair. You can't see them. They're too dark. And they start cracking up, and the one guy goes, We'll just smile a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, That's right. That's that's how you do that. That's how you handle that. A little kid, he doesn't know better. You know what he's saying is offensive. While we're on that topic, another game we played was Molasses Man. <laughs> what is Molasses Man? This is a you unique, play some interesting. This is a game uh, that we made. And oh, really? It's we was in the basement family room, which uh, I'd say it's about the size of your basement family room here. Okay, uh, not as much. Uh, like novelties around, but I mean, there's like <laughs> not we, not made by a total we, nerd. We had like gotcha. a couch and a TV and chair, and then right. like pillows and blankets. The thing was, someone was it, the last man, and they would have a big uh, comforter over their head so they couldn't see. So you're kind of like a ghost person, yeah. and you just have to tag someone in the room, and they're allowed to move around, whatever. Uh, but you can't look. Yeah, and so you got this blanket. The thing was, we had other blankets that you could throw on top of them, so they just make them heavier. <laughs> um, you also one technique was to get you and another partner to grab part of a blanket and run and like clothesline the molasses man. <laughs> you guys are brutal. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah. But, uh, you, by doing that, you risk like you can't touch him either, yeah, or her, whatever yeah. the case was. So if they heard you moving. And they flailed, you were probably going to get hit. Yeah. Or they, uh, some cases, you would ju- jump it. You're like, well, how did you see that? <laughs> but they just had good timing. Yeah. Uh, another good tactic was to pretend you were hurt okay. after getting hit, like falling. Okay. Someone just tripped you. You pretend you're hurt, you're laying there, and people are like, okay, are you, are you all right? And then you just jump up and tag somebody. Like, Dude, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but, I mean, you, we'd be like throwing pillows at them, like, You'd call when notice someone... his notice his level of tactics are coming out even deeper yeah. than my FTL tactics. <laughs> yes, yeah. well, I mean, if for someone, molasses man, someone gets like cowered in a corner and they can't move because they're pinned between a chair and the person's slowly creeping up to him. Yeah, you'll like make bird calls or something to try and get to try and help your partner who's over there, <laughs> or you like throw a pillow so they'll whip around real quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's part of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> molasses Man. All right. Copyright. We'll That's 1990s uh, Molasses Man. Home. 1990 video games. Yeah. Go. Um, you know, Half-Life came out in the 90s, but I can't call that defining. I might have to go back. When did Doom come out? Early 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember playing Quake. I played Doom, Doom in 95. So I think yeah, about... Doom came out a couple years before that. Yeah. I gotta say Doom One. As much as I'd love to say Wolfenstein 3D, uh, which I don't know when Wolfenstein 3D technically came out, but Doom, Doom Dunn did the first person shooters the way it needed Dunn did for everybody to have Dunn did it. Doom. Um, I, I'm trying to take away all 
of my own personal feelings towards this game away. Right. So with grain of salt taken by you guys, you have to, I'm going to say Quake. Yeah. Only because it was... Biased. Uh, yeah, because I'm biased, that's all. Yeah, no, it had with, the biggest... Without Doom, there would have been no Quake. I understand that, but without Quake... Well, Quake was the first game that I remember that really did the huge online extravaganza of deathmatch. Yeah, Doom had deathmatch, but it was hard to it was hard to manage. Yeah, Quake, there was a lot of it. Yeah, and I think that really and a lot took of that, mods. Yeah, and that really took that kind of uh, gaming up a notch. Yeah, and made that more popular. Yeah, that's uh, Quake was very very important. I I I I'd be willing to I'd be willing to go have on that with you. I <laughs> never I never played Quake One outside of the um the freeware you know the shareware which was just the uh, first third of the game. Yeah, uh, but I played it many 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 times because it was the first it was the first 3D game I played with just a uh, first person game with the with actual 3D lighting right. in it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this changes everything. And uh, yeah, I liked that. I liked the heck out of how pretty like the lava effects were and stupid things like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd go have these. I mean, as much as I want to say like you know, full throttle or Sam and Max hit the road, <laughs> those games are really, really, really important. But they, when it comes to something that represents Paperboy. all of gaming at the time, yeah, I remember playing that on one of those little portable oh man games. i when played it i played out? that uh, that was one of the first games i played on a nintendo a couple of years before i even had one it was like i i knew a kid who was like got the nintendo before it was even popular he was the hipster of nintendo kids and he had Paperboy and ice climber i want to think maybe my timing is way off on that but uh yeah and so i was like i would rent Paperboy all the time which by the way it's not a fun game no, that came out in eighty four. No, eighty four. So, so yeah, that, yeah. I guess I guess that, that is defined the eighties. Right we take our we take it back. Paperboy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we'll, we'll take that back. No. <laughs> yeah, Paperboy came out in eighty four. That's what on the, arcade in arcades, right? In the arcade, yeah. Okay, yeah. I wonder, when did it come out on NES? Uh, I wonder. Let me look. I uh, I and it's a little better in the arcade, you know, because the controls. But yeah, on the NES, it was just the most brutal, hard to control game because you're playing <laughs> on the straight up and down D pad, but it it moves at like. I wouldn't say a 45-degree angle, but like a 40-degree angle. And so you're controlling it straight up and down at a 40-degree angle, and it just it didn't work well, but I still would rent it over and over again from our mom-and-pop video store. A lot of games on the NES were brutal. Yeah, that's true. The games ba- were Batman game back was then. Just oh, it was. Yeah, I'm not finding nasty. a date specifically for hey, it. Don't worry out, about it. Let, the, let the, right, the, the listeners write in and yell at me. Yep. Like then, like they're want to do they all the time constantly. They I'm just showered in emails at any oh. given moment. Okay, so uh, the aughts. Let's move on to the aughts. We are now yep. in the land of PS2s and Xbox. Well, you know what? We actually sailed past uh, PlayStation and 64, which kind of bridged that gap from the 90s to the aughts. Yeah. Everything okay over there, gentlemen? He's bouncing his knee, and he's making that. He's doing this. Oh, I couldn't even hear it through my yeah. noise-canceling cans i'm wearing over here uh is there anything on 64 or playstation that's vitally important smash brothers 64 speaking of you know what should we go back to the 90s you know we said we said doom slash quake what about uh what about the, the 90s were really tough that's a tough there's a you lot got, of stuff that you almost have to there. split it in, in two yeah because the consoles were first off for the first half of the 90s 
And all the way up to the late 90s, the consoles were on such a different level from PC. PC games were so much more powerful right. and capable because CD-ROMs could have full motion video. You know, uh, you didn't have to have a video card to have 3D games. You could have, and consoles weren't doing that I mean, in the in the SNES and Genesis days. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog was, and Sonic 1 through 3 were amazing. I even like Sonic and Knuckles, but I'm not going to fight for anything on Genesis to be genre-defining. It doesn't matter how many hours I sunk into Mortal Kombat or, or decade-defining. But SNES, you had Mario Kart. True. I feel like Mario Kart had a pretty big impact yeah. on because kart racing wasn't really a thing before that that was popular. There were games on PC. There were kart racers on PC that yeah, hit or miss. But uh, but Mario well, Kart and was bes- really important. Besides the kart racing, I mean, what, Need for Speed or like a NASCAR game out maybe for racing yeah. genre? And that was about it. Yeah. There wasn't. I mean, nowadays you have things like Grand Theft Auto that incorporate like all those um, racing aspects and right. customization of cars and whatnot. Yeah. That it, I'm not going to say that the racing genre is dying out because they're still making Need for Speeds. But oh yeah. For me, Need for Speed is dead title. after Need for Speed Underground. Right. They I played died. Underground too. It was okay. I yeah, two was all right. Yeah. But then uh, the most horrible one was Carbon. Oh, really? That was the next one after Underground 2, wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't remember the order. There was Carbon, like Most Wanted, and they were like fun for a little bit. But I felt like Carbon, Carbon was, was after Underground 2 because Underground and Underground 2 were chasing the street racer Carbon custom crowd. Because it was so, on yeah. GameCube time. Yeah, yeah. I think it Carbon was, was after. It was so god-awful. <laughs> Man, it was bad. Yeah. And after that, I mean, racing died for me. But so yeah, what do we... back to the carts. Yeah. I I don't think there's anything else in its in its class. Right. For that, but I, again, I, you kind of got to break it up. But I, I still don't. I don't think it was import, as important because kart racers have never been successful on other consoles, at least anywhere near that, or even on PC. It's been something that's been strictly, strictly the new Mario Kart on every console. So I, I think we've given it its due. But I think I just think Doom and Quake are probably the more responsible. What What about the odds? We're into the uh, Xbox and GameCube. We're in uh, the Doom Three Engine era. I PC know Halo games. was pretty big. Halo was out. very, very, I would put very. Halo big game. in there. Halo, Halo was the first console shooter to make console shooters legitimate. Right. I mean, yeah, GoldenEye was amazingly important, but Halo is what made it work. If you go back, you can go back to Halo One, play it, and it works. You go back, play GoldenEye, it does not work. <laughs> I, I think one that's hard to refute is World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, that's 2005, isn't it? Yeah. Again, Ooh. I think you'd have to break it up between. You could almost break it up into consoles. Well, what video games, at this console. point, video games are getting so vastly different that some people are just never going to touch any experience like an right. MMO. But and other people are the, never uh, going to touch World a of Warcraft was so huge. Yeah, and it and it crossed so many demographics of people. It did. Like I've said, I met people when I was getting my MBA who were World of Warcraft addicts who never played another video games in video game and, in their lives, and they're still playing. Well, there's even people in today. World of Warcraft that. Didn't even really like World of Warcraft for what other people like World of Warcraft. Oh yeah, some some people were on there just to hang out, walk around. Yeah, other people were in there Gaming for just the combat. auction house. <laughs> yeah, what? what? Yeah. Some people were there to work the market. Yeah, some people were there. Some people were there. I was freaking. I was playing the stock market game, man. That's why I <laughs> yeah. love World of Warcraft. Questing was only to get more stuff to get in there and exploit. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I guess you got to say World of Warcraft. All right. We're in the teens. We're in the 2010s. What is it, gentlemen? Mm. I mean, we got we got is time it, to spare, but let's too, base it on it the first. Too early to say? Let's base it on the first four years. Portal. <laughs> uh, Put that away. Oh no! <laughs> Put that away. Uh, what what games have been important uh, for me? I Assassin's I would, Creed. I would call Dota. Dota. I mean, that would have been late two thousands, but now in the past two years is when it's with Dota two coming out. We're, is where it's big. We're definitely in the era of indie game. Yeah. It's it, starting to become There's very so many different yeah. pockets now. Yeah. It's hard to pick something that's actually that actually is a big enough impact I mean, you, across you look at, the You streams. look at the announcements from the Xbox One and the PS4 and how they're really, especially the PS4, how they're really trying to uh, you know, geared a lot towards the indie game development community. Yeah, so. and the biggest games don't make the biggest splashes anymore. I mean, yeah, your Call of Duty sells every year, your Madden sells every year, but when you announce, all right, you're, now comes the next big Halo game, everybody goes, eh, okay, yep, yeah. Well, aren't you going to play it? Yeah, probably. You're not. You're not. They're not being yeah. innovative anymore. No, at that point. yeah, it's, no, it's not as money. exciting. Yeah. Because it's more iterative than innovative. So it's the indie mode. games that make the differences, but the indie games don't have the marketing pushes to make the big splash. All right, let's trace it back to indie. We're going to get pre-2010 on this. So we're going to have to – let's fudge this. Let's take this basically to the front of the current <laughs> console cycle. The front of the 360 PS3 Wii era. Noise. Let's let's fudge it back to the front of the 360 PS3 Wii era forward to now. And I'm going to say – thinking about – I'm going to say um, Braid. That's not a bad one to say. Jonathan Blow drops Braid on the crowd. It's an indie game. It's very, it's beautiful, but simplic or sim, simply, simplet, simply designed. The design is simple, however gorgeous, right? Yeah, it is not overly complex. Uh, but the game, uh, it's is that just, a time travel puzzle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. played a little bit. Time, of that. time manipulation. Time manipulation. Yeah, right. and and it and it made you stretch your brain in ways that you'd never had to stretch it before, in and ways you weren't, you never thought the way you never, possible. you would never in real life have a reason to do it. No, and a lot, of, and because it was so successful, a lot of indie game indie developers have gone out of their way to try to find different ways to do that, a similar kind of thing, is to make you think on a different way you've never had to think, and that's it's opened up doors to making games that are about education but they're not educational games but they're educating you by making you think about you know like papers please papers please is a game about running the a border patrol where you're checking people's papers and bl- choosing whether or not believe they believe they're telling you whether they're telling the truth and giving them entry or rejecting their entry and then finding out later whether you were right and if somebody died or something like that. you know and you're huh. just you're You've got to get so many people in per day, but you've got, I mean, the whole game, and it's very popular. It's an incredibly popular game, and it's just about checking freaking papers. It doesn't at sound a border. popular. I know, but it's on Steam, and it is incredibly popular. This just Be- in, Passport Checker. And the reason why is because it affects people emotionally when well, they play. Yeah, I mean, it, because you're, like, turning away a desperate mother or something like that yeah. because you think that she's lying about her country of origin or something like that. I've never played it, so I can't say, you know, but it's stuff like that that's all, I think, gone from the fact that an indie developer released a game on a console and it sold millions of copies. Yeah. And that was incredibly important. So, you know, I think I think Braid is a great game. It's been it's had its butt kissed a lot more than I think maybe it deserved, but because it was important. Yeah. 
it's not as good as the attention it gets, it's, but it came out at the time to be the game that yeah. was needed to not be so the catalyst. Not so much about the game itself. It's more about what it what it really brought to the table and what right. it meant yeah. for, the, right. for that community. So. so Strom, eat it. What's his other question? <sighs> the philosophical. Oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> let me read it. What would you say is the game that had the best overall philosophical message? Better live stream beach volleyball. There you go. Yep. I'm out. Thanks for coming along with us tonight, everybody. We've had a great time with you. We've uh, we've enjoyed joining us for our, our <laughs> Halloween spooktacularitude. Suck it, Strom. Yeah, and we are glad to have you along again. Email us at GameCastBetterKind.com. Tweet us at BetterKind. Follow us. Like us. Share us. Facebook.com forward slash BetterKind. We'd love to have you along. Subscribe us. Rate <laughs> us. Do all of the... You know what? Just take a day off and completely commit it to just liking us on everything you can find on the internet. We're not Even if we're not costumes. there, put us there, like us, propagate us, spread our seeds to the wind, take us and dump us over the edge of the cliff like Donnie's ashes, and then we'll blow back on you and it'll be a big mess. Either way, we're glad you came along with us tonight. Uh, I hope you sleep frightfully. <laughs> <laughs> Although they might not be sleeping uh, while they're listening to this. Uh, well, yeah, no, probably I'm, in the morning. We're, we're, but I'm getting ready to sign off, so it's okay if they drift off at this point. Okay. so Fair enough. But now, well, like, ogres. Gotta, now that I'm set, I'm stopping it. I feel like I had to drag it out a little bit longer. Of course. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We out.